institutions have become corrupt. Unconstitutional agencies are infringing on your rights. What will it take for you to open your eyes to the tyranny at hand? You're an American born with unalienable rights. Yet those rights are being trampled every day by unelected busybodies. Your liberty was secured by strong men and women of yesterday. Are you willing to let it slip away? You're listening to the Dangerous Info Podcast with Jesse James. I find it extremely interesting that the UPC barcode, as designed in 1973, was coincidentally uh, designed around the number 666. Universal product codes, or UPCs, are found on almost every store product today. These codes allow the cashier to scan the item into the computer instead of entering the price manually. Every UPC is made up of numbers and bars. The bars themselves also have a numerical value. Notice that the bars on the left, in the middle, and on the right of the code do not have numerical values underneath them. However, the other bars all do. So by comparing these three bars at the beginning, the middle, and the end with numbered bars, it is clear that those dividing bars always represent the number six. Even though it's, uh, it's not apparent visibly to anyone who looks at it, uh, there is a mathematical representation there of the number 666. The book of Revelation tells us that in the last days, no one will be able to buy or to sell without the number 666 despite the protests of industry insiders who claim that it is all just a coincidence the fact is that virtually every product sold in the world today is sold with the number 666 built into it how does the optional rfid chip work well each of these devices that are injected have the capacity to also have a small chip what that chip does is it has the unique serial number serial number serial number for each dose. It is designed so that there is no counterfeiting. It's designed so that we'll know exactly that the right dose hasn't expired. However, that chip only refers to the dose. There's no personal information, no patient information. It's simply like a barcode, barcode, barcode. Only we know instantaneously where and when that dose has been used. This is frightening. They are admitting at this very moment their plan and intention for using the technology inside of these injections has nothing to do about making you healthy. It's not about making you a better person. It's about spying on you and doing predictive policing. Unbelievable. They are lying to everybody about the intent. Now you think some people tell me, oh, that's just Africa. That's not going to come here. Yes, again. Once it's perfected there, they said every developed nation will have that technology. And what do they call this? A wellness pass, a.k.a. a jab passport, guys. This is why they're pushing the injections. This is why they're trying to push the jab passport on everybody. And what I ask myself every day, and I hope you will ask yourself, is every day that I don't speak up, every day that I don't say something, what is... All right, everybody. It is Monday night. February 20th, 2023. This is the Dangerous Info Podcast, everybody.
Yes. And we are live tonight. Welcome to the Dangerous Info Podcast, everyone. Remember this. Your government hates you and lies to you daily. They are not interested in your well-being, only your tax money and control of your mind. Welcome to the Dangerous Info Podcast, everybody. I am Jesse James, and he is Outcast. Welcome to the show, number 81. This is the Captured America Show, 1871 Organic Act with Dr. Robin McCutcheon tonight. Oh, Outcast, I can't wait to get her back on and, and get into this. Uh, it's going to be a big one tonight. We talked about it very little bit a couple weeks ago, right? Talking about Black's Law Dictionary and Maritime Law and your birth certificates, your uh, Social Security, all that crazy stuff. Well, we're jumping in deep tonight, brother. I, it's a fascinating topic, and I'm not super educated on it. I know enough to be dangerous, but uh, I don't know a ton. <clears throat> so her expertise will be... I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I love it when I hear that stuff dropped. It's it's a lot to learn, but it's it's a it's really cool to think about and consider. Oh yeah, big time. I think the um, you know she's going to open a lot of eyes because you know in our in our chat room we did have a lot of people talking about you know hey what do you guys know about this stuff and remember we got into it a little bit uh, we didn't get in too deep but I think tonight uh, Dr. Robin she's going to get in deep so that's going to be great and I can't wait she's going to be on here in just a little bit you guys it is seven oh seven on this fine fr- uh, Monday evening here in Michigan wherever you're at. Hope it's a hope, hope it's nice for you and hope it's pleasant. Not too much chaos like we've been seeing, right? Especially today. Another one in Ohio, brother. Another manufacturing plant just went up. It's remarkable. <laughs> if it if it doesn't wake up the sleepers, I don't know. I don't think anything will. You know what? This this to me, and I've been saying it to myself all week. This to me, this has got to be sabotage. It's 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 oh. following the exact same MO. As last year with all the, the, the food facilities, the, the the chicken plants, the you know, we, we, we've been through it a bunch here. And, and it's got to be on the same type of sabotage line that we've been seeing. I mean, this is just more of it. Just attacking the supply, uh, supply chains and they're slowly cutting us off. What is that going to lead to us? Well, what, what do we need to do? Well, and what's creepy about this one is that uh, this this current trend that's happening, it's different than the, the eggs, which is bad enough, but um, we're looking at toxins being put into the air i saw a video where they were showing snow melting in canada and it had that rainbow effect in the in the melting snow yeah which is really really unnerving to think that they are just essentially making the entire atmosphere into a bioweapon uh, you know they, they can't inject it into us yep they are apparently they just want to they just want to get it in you know kill us some one way or another and it's just creepy it's just sad and um i don't know i mean and then meanwhile Yep. I mean, to contrast that, uh, Asbury College in Kentucky, it, you know, has been on day, was it day 10 of a, an amazing revival? Yeah, I, I, thought, some, I thought it was like it, 12, but maybe you're right. Maybe it was 10, but maybe it is 12. It might be 12. Yeah. Uh, and and my, my pastor went to that um, that college. He went down and brought back footage and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I mean, it was just lines and lines and lines, like mile long lines of people waiting to get in there to, to worship and praise. Yeah. Um, why don't we bring it, people up to really speed is, on, on why what happened 10, 12 days ago? I remember seeing it and man, that made my heart just blow up. That was awesome. Yeah. And, and apparently it started, um, with very few people. There was like a, there was a service 
and everybody left but a handful of young people. Yeah, and they stayed one behind. Person, right? yep. Yeah, one person stayed behind, and one, one person in particular was on their knees at the altar. Kids went to their classes, and they they were ta- all talking about that there was something still stirring in in the in the hall, and the and the teachers of the of the college were like, "Well, then you guys have permission to go back." Yeah, I mean, can you imagine that happening in a northern school? I can't. No. So the kids all went back to the, and then it just grew and grew and grew, and now it's other colleges are doing it too. People are coming from all over the world, literally New Zealand, all over the world, coming to 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 worship in this uh, environment. Yeah. Now, what I'm getting at by bring going from the explosions in Ohio today at the metal the metal plant, and also other explosions around the world, and this is do the do the the seeds of the serpent know they're losing. And what we're watching is that they're going to burn the house down as they get evicted. It seems like it to me. Um, it does seem like it. And and you see this revival that's happening. Is they've tried to squash us yeah. uh, for the last three years, and they they haven't been able to squash humanity. So then they roll out. They keep rolling out new things. You know, they go from COVID narrative to Ukraine narrative to UFO narrative, and and the more they're trying things the more it's pushing people, especially this lost generation of young people, these Gen Zs or whatever you want to call them, pushing them into the in, into God's corner. Mm-hmm. So it, no matter what they do, it seems like it's backfiring on them. Their, their line of, their, their propaganda machine, which is the media, isn't working because everybody's turned them off because it makes them feel lousy. I mean, I know you know all this. Yeah. I'm just thinking out loud. It's, it's, it's two contrasting stories. You see the world burning, and then you see... You know, a true revival. My whole life, you know, I've heard people pray for revival for the nation, and I never knew what that, you know, I, I had an idea what that would look like, but to see Asbury is quite remarkable to go, that I'm witnessing true revival. That's, <laughs> it, it, that's yeah, real. It, it, and it sounds so good because once they get going and, and everybody joins that, that music, the, the, sim, the, or the hymns that they're singing, it sounds like angels singing, right? It, it's, it does, It's yeah. just, I mean, it's, 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 it's moving. It's... uh. It can almost yep. bring you to tears, you know. It's just, it's so moving. It's awesome. <laughs> well, my pastor did a great job on Sunday of bringing uh, his personal footage that he filmed there and his commentary, and he brought it to our congregation, and I felt like I got a really nice taste of what was going on there. And I'm not going to lie, dude, I, I think I cried the entire service <laughs> on Sunday. I bet you did. I mean, I was watching it too, and, uh, you know, I, it, was some, it was somewhere else, and I, I was listening to it on audio in my truck, right? And uh, I heard it in my truck, and you know, I there had no, at that point I had no visual, so it was just audio. Um, this is probably my third time listening on it, and uh, boy, driving down the road listening to that, I cranked that radio up, and uh, I'm telling you, I felt it. You know, I, I don't even know yeah. what they were singing, you know, but but you can right. feel it. So man, that 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 was heavy, now, but um, and it's and, much and needed. Take, take that. Take that musical vibe that you were just talking about and, and in your mind, try to magnify it by a billion times, and that's the chorus we're going to hear in heaven. Oh, for sure. I would, yep, exactly what I would think so, too. Uh, nothing scary. I'll uh, tell you what. And, and now that we're, since we're talking on a spiritual note real quick here, uh, should we give our listeners a little update on uh, Pastor Eric? Yes. So um, let's let's give, give him the update because he's been keeping us informed via text, and then we will, I want to say— uh, Say, uh, talk about our supporters and our subscribe stars, and also do a prayer, and then uh, then we'll kick this episode off. But uh, yeah, why don't you bring us up to speed on Pastor Eric? He was here just a, a few weeks ago. Uh, what episode was that? I think we had him on episode uh, 77, something like that. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, so so he's been giving you and I updates and a text thread of just the three of us. Yep, and um, it sounds like they're doing services 
all day, every single day, like because he's he's with a team of like six or seven guys, and they're all preaching, you know, all day long at all these different churches, and he's been sending us the most amazing pictures of little kids hanging on him. Um, you know, the today he sent us a video of people being baptized in the Indian Ocean, which was amazing. I saw that. Uh, I've always so, wanted to be. Yeah, I, that's something I've wanted. I've wanted to get baptized in 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 real you know in a lake or something by pastor eric myself so that was kind of cool to see that um and then a little fun tidbit i want to share with everybody too is one day I, we were getting an update from eric and i said eric I'm, I'm paraphrasing here but i said something to the effect of like i've been praying specifically for you to be able to sleep be comfortable enough to sleep very well so you can do really good work during the day and hopefully you guys are planning or, or you know and praying that you guys plant seeds that create a revival across that continent and he said your prayers have already been answered brother he goes the last two nights in a row i slept for eight hours and i feel great that's good that's I mean, awesome <laughs> i am not do you got i mean yeah. i gotta tell our listeners i'm telling you i've been praying every day about a myriad of things and in the minutia prayers are being answered I, there's a guy in my a young guy in my church and he's got ulcerative colitis he's in my bible study he's only like I don't know, 27 years old, something like that, maybe 30, I don't mm-hmm. know. And uh, this has been going on for years, and I've been praying it every day, praying in earnest over him. And all of a sudden, he comes to the Bible study, he goes, my ulcerative colitis is in remission. The doctors wow. are amazed. Wow. See, the power so, of prayer, man. I'm telling you guys, uh, a lot of people don't believe it, but I'm telling you, you get you get a couple people talking about or praying on, on one thing, power of prayer. It always seems to kick in. It, it never, yep. and it, I it never to, fails. And I don't, I don't, I hope I'm not talking out of school here. I, this might not be biblical. Maybe it is, but I just, I get the sense that like, if you invest in your faith and you dig in and you, you know, you keep, you, you stay connected with God and, you know, keep, don't quit trying because you, you drift away and then you get close again. Yeah. Um, but the more you do that, um, it seems like the more connected you are in your prayer life. Um, I'm not saying God's going to listen to the prayers of more so than anybody else. I'm just saying it just seems like your ability to connect with God is a little bit more strong. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Just thinking out loud. I don't know. No, it is. I think I it's true. I mean, yep. <laughs> you got to tighten that camera down a little bit. <laughs> Sorry. No, That's all right. It's a loose That's all right. Your, your audio sounds good. Your audio sounds good. How, how's it? How's it on the uh, live stream, everybody? I see we have a few people watching right now over on Twitch. Uh, maybe Rumble. I'm not sure. But um, how's our live stream sounding right now? I, I just want to know uh, how Outcast Mike is sounding. To me, it sounds great. Um, last week, we had some issues on the uh, audio side for the live stream. Uh, we're getting closer to dialing that in. Of course, over in the podcast side, I, everybody sounds as normal as possible, or as always, uh, which is good. So we're going to keep on rolling with it. And um, let's see here. I wanted to, well, you know, thanks for bringing that update on Pastor Eric, first of all. That was awesome. I mean, the, the pictures that he's showing, man, he was, what, there nine days, i say, something like that? I think he was going to be there two weeks total. Yeah. Well, if you guys want to... And so, some of the other guys are going to be there three weeks, but he was staying too. Okay. Well, if you guys want to know more about what he was doing over there, uh, Pastor Eric, you can go back to uh, our episodes here. Um, and it was, let me see, episode, uh, boy, 78, The Human Experience. So if you guys scroll back to episode 78, that's Pastor Eric. And he was here on the show, on the live stream and everything, so you guys could see him. Um, but if you want to go check him out, you can go ahead and do that. Uh, K-Dub says uh, Outcast Audio sounds great now. So I think we got that problem licked. And um, all right, we'll just keep on moving on and learn from what we've been doing in the past. So anyway, good luck out there, Eric, uh, Pastor Eric. God bless you for what you're doing. And I know, uh, you know, the, the, the 
you're leaving your mark where you go out there and, and helping a lot of people. And um, that's what we need, more people to keep doing stuff like that. And today's supporters, I want to thank you guys, all right? Uh, you guys are our subscribe stars, our, um, our, our uh, what else we have? There, there's still a few people hanging out there on uh, Patreon, which is cool. I'm not promoting that as much because of the way Patreon does their business, I, I, I don't like it. But uh, subscribe star, Patreon, uh, the, the PayPal still open there too. So um, I know that PayPal is, is a rough spot for a lot of us. Uh, right-minded thinking people, uh, and but but that's there until I find a different alternative. And I think JC Hall's got something for us in mind. Um, there's another one underneath the the uh, the episodes, right where you see the episodes pop up. You will see like uh, become a supporter for like three dollars a month. Now that's a different one, and it's through the Buzzsprout app where we're hosted. Our, that's our hosted uh, hosted uh, source. And um, so if you guys feel interested, like you want to help support the show and fund the show and help us grow and do what we're doing here, uh, please do that. And if you can't, share the show because that's really important too. Uh, I know uh, over on Rumble Outcast, we've been growing like crazy. Uh, remember last week we were at, what, 19 or 20 when we started? Well, the next day we were at, uh, what, 60-some? Remember I told you like that? Now, look, we're a tiny wow. little show, and this is our – I believe this is our first week going actually live. Last week, I thought we were live, but the link didn't work. I'm hoping it's working right now. And if somebody's on Rumble, please let me know. Um, but we're uh, over 120, over 120 people now watching us, uh, you know, or subscribe to us on Rumble. So if you are there on Rumble, please hit the like button right now uh, or whenever you're watching it, like it, share it to your friends. We got to get this thing to grow. Um, it, the Rumble is going to end up being a lot of fun for us in the future. Um, there's, there's a lot of uh, potential there. So anyway, I want to say thanks to all you guys who are funding us, who are sharing us, who are out there, you know, talking smack about us. I love it. Thank you. Um, I want to give a big shout out to right now to all you guys, Jill, Jill Bark, the Ryan Mansfield show, Carmen Rosario, Kenneth Allen, Chad Geyer, Patriot Miller, Cheryl E, Manny Espejo and Shannon Ruff. So thank you guys for doing what you're doing. You're funding us and you're helping us along the way. And, um, outcast while we're uh, waiting, why don't we get, uh, one of your f most famous and uh, most important blessings for the show. Okay. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, um, Lord, we come to you humbly as servants, seeking to do your will. May you increase as we decrease, Lord. Lord, we, um, we cannot thank you enough for every basic provision that we could have in our lives, uh, we could ask for in our lives, from food and clothing and shelter, and heat and electricity, refrigerators keep our food cold. We are truly rich and blessed uh, compared to most people in the world. In fact, we live like kings compared to most people in the world. Pastor Eric is over there right now, Lord. We pray that you'll bless him greatly indeed as he works with people who are living in third world conditions as we live here in comfort. But Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to, to convey fresh ideas and new thoughts to our, our brothers and sisters around the world through this podcast. Lord, we weren't, I don't know, Jesse, this was a vision of Jesse's. It wasn't necessarily a vision of mine, but uh, boy, you, I asked and you said, here, do this. And I thank you for, for putting us together as friends and uh, giving us open minds to uh, digest new information and, and try to present it to other people. But Lord, we ask uh, today for your blessing over this episode. We ask for your hedge protection around us and everything that we do. We, um, 
we, we cry out for our brothers and sisters who are in need right now. There's people out there in financial need, people in spiritual need, people who have um, physical ailments and, and afflictions and injuries that we ask that you restore them, Lord. There's people out there dealing with addiction, uh, people dealing with um, deep emotional wounds and, and spiritual scars from their childhood and their past, people that have deep um, uh, rebellion towards you in their heart, Lord. We ask in the name and the power and the blood and the authority of Jesus Christ, Yeshua, Lord, that you break every chain, you set everyone free of these these afflictions, and you set them on solid ground with you so they can hear your word clearly in their ears, and they know when you say to march that they will march because they can hear you so clearly because you've cleaned up their past so much, Lord. These are This is what we pray for every single one of our listeners. Um, we thank you, Lord, for our sister, Robin McCutcheon, who is so smart in so many ways, and she's going to break down some new information for us to digest and share. And um, we just cannot thank you enough for this opportunity, Lord. So uh, bless us in every conceivable way, in ways that we can't even think of. Uh, forgive us of our sinful nature. Give us your dream. Give us your wisdom and discernment. And give us revelations, Lord, because we love you and we want to convey truth into the world. In Jesus Christ's holy name, we pray all these things. Amen. Amen, brother. Thank you. Yes. Most excellent. Uh, so, yeah, um, we are on, it looks like we are on live streaming on Rumble. I am just uh, trying to figure out if we can get any, uh, I'm looking here to see if there's any way that I can see the chat come through. But uh, if anybody's on Rumble, uh, I can see that you're live streaming. I just can't tell if you guys are actually being able to chat so I can see it. So if you are, let me know, all right? Um, Jesse, did you yeah. say that, th- that we have haters on Rumble now? <laughs> no, no, not haters. Oh, okay. What I meant was, uh, 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 what did I say? There, there, I'm sure there will be at some point once we get discovered <laughs> yeah. and get found out. But, uh, you know, it's all good right now. So we have we have quite a few. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, not sure how the Rumble thing is working, but Twitch is coming in good. There's uh, looks like we've got about six. So we're pretty much at our all-time high, and that's a world record for us, the brand new <laughs> <laughs> live streaming for the Dangerous Info podcast. So that's awesome. And uh, yeah, we were just talking about uh, Professor or Dr. Robin McCutcheon. And uh, she's in the waiting room right now. And once she gets all set and everything, we're going to get her in here. Because uh, this is going to be a big show for you guys. Um, again, this is episode 81, Capture America, 1871 Organic Act, uh, featuring Dr. Robin McCutcheon. And uh, hello, Genjo. Hello, K-Dub on the... Uh, on the uh, live stream here, we have Fire Doug. Hello, Fire Doug. And we have, let me see, there's one more, Ivan L699. So, excellent. Thank you, guys. Where are you guys at? Put your, put, your, uh, put your city, put your town, wherever, your state. Go ahead and check it out, and uh, I'll read that stuff out there. But um, Outcast, about 725. We got about five minutes before we bring her in. And we were talking before the show. I had a uh, contractor at my sh- at my house today doing some drywall mud work, right? And we had it's doing yeah. a little few things here and there that um, we we hired him to do. And you had somebody at your place, and you know, not a surprise to me, but you ended up red pilling this guy. <laughs> What'd you do? Yeah. Uh, so it was, I call it, you know, as as you know, I call it my <clears throat> nephilim red pill. Um, so yeah, this this uh, young I, I say young, he's younger than me. I'm guessing he's about thirty. Uh, I had a plumber at my house and I made some remark about, you know, this is me just throwing my lure out there. You know, <laughs> it's about what a messed up world it is right now or something. He's like, oh yeah, you could say that again. And the way he, his tone, 
I, I could tell that he wanted to talk a little bit more. Yeah. So uh, I went back to him a little bit later and I go, so uh, I picked up on something you were saying about the world being messed up when I, when I, when I made that comment that you responded to. It. And I, he said, yeah. And I go, so uh, I'm kind of a conspiracy theorist myself. How about you? And he's like, oh, yeah, big time. I said, me too. So we got talking and he, um, he was wide awake on the gist of things, but he had not heard um, our biblical perspective on who these, who the elites are, where they come from, their history in the Bible. And uh, I said, he, he said he likes podcasts. And I said, well, here's the deal. I'm, on, I'm a co-host on a podcast. And if you want to continue working on my sink here, I'm going to lay this, this Nephilim story out for you mm-hmm. and I'll be your personal podcast. He's like, awesome. Go for it. <laughs> I, it was really refreshing because I've, there's times I present the Nephilim red pill to people and it just goes right over their head. That's kind of discouraging when that happens. This kid, I, sh- I shouldn't call him a kid. This young man was very receptive. He was under, he's like, dude, this makes sense. And he had a faith base himself. And he was just like, this is like the missing, the missing link to the story. And I'm like, exactly. Uh, so he was really eating it up and, um, uh, I got his number before he left and told him about our podcast, and I sent him a whole bunch of links. And uh, hopefully this will, at the very least, maybe we'll get a new listener out of it. Um, but he was really nice, and uh, he was, he was I'm going to say he was wide awake. He was just missing this this biblical component that we like to, to talk about. And I, I was pretty pleased that I could present that to him for the first time. Good, good. Well, yeah, leave that to me. But my wife would kill me if she knew I was, I was Nephilim red pilling the contractor of the house when she wasn't here. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, hey, that's what you got to do, right? I mean, uh, we're all here for a reason. And uh, I think that that's, you know, that helps a lot. We have um, somebody here. He says, uh, thank you for what you guys are doing. Uh, people are waking up because of what you guys are doing. That's excellent. Thank you. That's Fire Doug 16 over in the Twitch. So thanks, Doug. And you know what? Thanks for being out there, brother. Um, we, we couldn't be doing this without you guys giving us our, the fuel to do this stuff. Right. So, um, why don't we see if we can get Dr. Robin on it's time, brother. It's uh 728 and we're a couple minutes out from that. Um, I want to, you, you red pilled your, your contractor too. <sighs> well, a little bit. I, I got in there and, and I just want to see how he was, you know, I was trying to prep for the show and I had stuff going in the house. So I just kind of wanted to see where he was at. And um, we were talking about ice fishing and the weather and all this stuff, right? And um, talking about how much of a mild winter and everything this is right now, other than those two heavy cold spots that we had, you know, Christmas and then just one couple weeks ago. And uh, I said, yeah, something about the, uh, what I said, I made mention about geoengineering and, you know, they keep spraying all this stuff on us. And, you know, his eyes kind of looked right at me and He's like, no, you know, no kidding, brother. I hear what you're saying. And uh, I didn't really get much deeper than that because it was, you know, it was time for him to get going and everything. But um, throughout the day, you know, I was talking with him back and forth and dropping hints, you know, kind of to see what, like what you're saying, kind of to see where he was at. And uh, he was, he was feeling the same kind of thing. You know, I didn't get much deeper, but uh, hopefully, you know, if that guy that you're talking to, if he ends up finding us on the show, what do you, did you recall his name or anything? Yeah, uh, I, I I just in my phone I put him down as Jeff the plumber, but uh, I don't I didn't get his last name. But well, um, yeah, like you said, he he was wide awake about like what was going on. You know who's in control of the world. He yeah. just like I said, he was missing that spiritual component, and he was a spiritual guy. Just it it's a narrative that most people haven't heard yet. Well, yeah, so, he's he's probably putting it all together, right? Trying to you know he's putting he's putting the puzzle together. He's putting pieces. Um, you know, pieces together. It seemed to resonate with him. Okay. 
Yeah. You know, and then real quick, I know you got Robin on the line. Real quick, I want to say, after the the he left my house, I, then I got on the road and went and saw a customer. And the staff was talking rather in this office in, in today, this afternoon, in your neighborhood in Clarkston. They were talking rather matter-of-factly about the chemtrails. So um, this may be hopeful on my part, but I think that the chemtrails alone or the erratic weather in the chemtrails is waking up a lot of people on its own. Once again, <clears throat> as they, they lose control of the narrative, uh, they're getting more erratic and spastic in their attack on us, yep. and it's waking more people up. You know, I just, I, you know, the, the, the analogy I keep, I'm thinking of a lot lately is, I had a friend of mine who who owned a house and he rented it out to a band, and when the band couldn't pay the rent and he had to evict them, they threw a big party and they destroyed the house, throwing bowling balls through the walls and stuff like that. <laughs> they just, I mean, demoed the house, right? Yeah. And and I can't stop thinking of that analogy right now. If I pray this is what's happening, but if the cabal is being ejected from our lives, I it looks like they're just they're going to try to burn it down as they leave. Oh yeah, for you sure. Know, it's these, you know it's what do they call that? Um, a scorched earth. They, you know if they can't save anything, earth, yeah. and if they can't save anything for themselves, they're going to go ahead and go scorched earth on everybody and uh, on everything, mm-hmm. and, and and try to figure you know. If they can't have it, neither can you. You know, and, and I'm not like a blind Trumper. I'm not. I mean, I I, I look at Trump cautiously, but at the same time, uh, you know, there are a lot of things that he says are really compelling. And he said repeatedly, this is the calm before the storm. Yeah. I'm, right. Uh, and yeah. we were we, we were already tweaked out then. And it's like he was warning us it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. And. <laughs> Seems like it. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're here for the storm, and we're here to help guide you guys through the storm, too. Um, why don't we bring on uh, Dr. Pre- uh, Robin McCutcheon? I'm going to read a little something on her, and we're going to sneak her in here. So, um, you guys, this is uh, her third time. Uh, Dr. Professor Robin McCutcheon been here. This is her third time on the show with us. Uh, she, in her, she earned her Ph.D. in economics from Wayne State University in Detroit, Michigan, and she has been teaching economics for over 20 years in all of the economics courses she teaches, uh, principles of economics, both micro and macro, money and banking, comparative economic systems, labor economics, and managerial economics. She uses the principles of free market systems, uh, emerging research in the air arena of free markets and free enterprise by new professional PhDs and seasoned veterans of academia. And I want you guys to go over there and check out her website. Uh, I'm going to put it in the description and it'll be up on the screen here for this whole show tonight at uh, link-sync.com. And I am trying to get her on here. I see... I see a dark screen. I don't see her screen is on here right now, but I'm going to keep looking. Uh, and as soon as her screen pops up, <laughs> I'll bring her back down. But uh, right now, is we just have a black screen. So maybe Hamhock, if you can help her with that, um, we'll get that all set up. But um, Outcast, we have – I want to read you something that she teaches, all right? Um, she, uh, Dr. Robin uses Ayn Rand, Ludwig von Mises, Mises F.A. Hayek, Milton Friedman, and W. Cleon Skousen. Now, remember uh, Skousen there, he is the guy that wrote that, <clears throat> he either wrote about it or he, I can't remember what he did. Uh, remember the 40, 45 goals of communism? Yes. Do you remember that? Or ep- he, episode number one. Episode one that we did here, yeah. I, um, I have 
found out that it was him that wrote that. So W. Cleon Skousen, and he's the one that wrote that, uh, put that together, I think, back in 1961. Maybe it was 63, but uh, yeah, she teaches his stuff, um, and every idea she can glean from radio hosts like the late Rush Limbaugh and Mark Levin uh, to explain in plain English how our country's founding principles lead to free markets and are the best path to liberty, freedom, and prosperity for everyone. Over 90% of her students ex exit her courses an avid, staunch libertarian or fiscal conservative. So um, hopefully she can get in here in just a second. I'm looking here to see if we have anything going on. Yeah, we have... Uh, Yes, do that, uh, Hamhock. Have her check it out. And um, if she has to leave and come back in, do that again. But right now, it's just a blank screen that I'm seeing from her. Um, Outcast, I'm seeing you, and I'm seeing me, and I'm seeing the chat. So uh, it looks like the chat over here is doing good. Um, Twitch, Twitch chat, chat is live right now. <laughs> These guys are talking to themselves, and that's awesome. K-Dub and Genjo and um, Fire Doug, awesome, you guys. Thanks for doing that and, and, and sticking out there. Um, wait, as we wait for uh, Professor Dr. Robin McCutcheon to come back in, we have some stuff to talk about. Um, let me see. I wrote these things down because I wanted to go over these things with her, too. Oh, there she is. I see her. Hi. <laughs> Hopefully her microphone is up, too. So, Outcast, we're going to bring her on right now. And you guys, this is Dr. Robin McCutcheon. How are you, Hi doctor? Hi. How are you? <laughs> Hi, Outcast. Hi, Jesse. Good to how see are you all? Awesome. Good. Good Thank to you. See How you? about you? I'm good. Sound great. Very... Sound great. Thank look you. look great. Oh, you don't look cool. like Outcast though. I'm gonna flip you over and give you the screen. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> so we it's, it's our third time back with you. How how are how are things? How are you and in, in Hamhock hanging out over there? Um, we are peachy keen, like bacon wrapped jalapenos stuffed with cream cheese. Just delicious. <laughs> well, happy birthday <laughs> or happy new year because last time we talked, you were Yes. It was the seasons, uh, we had seasons, uh, what did I call that show? Seasons Givings. Right. Remember that? And um, yes. that was such a great show. You dropped a lot of great information and uh, it was just before Christmas time. It was, it was cold and snowy and uh, it, it just seems like it was forever ago now. Where'd the it time go? It was forever ago. Yeah. I don't know where the time went. I, I'm still searching around for it. Well, listen, now we, since, you know, we have kids and all that stuff, it, it goes faster and faster and faster. I can't slow it down. Me either. Well, so when I, when I figure out how I'll let you know. Yeah, good. I, I imagine we're going to be waiting for a while. So Probably. yeah, I see something spinning in your background. What is that? That is very cool. What is that little thing there? That is a hanging flower basket that my son gave me. And it's, um, it's, uh, two magnets. Um, pushing against each other, so there's nothing underneath of it. It's it's levitating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yep. Yes, that's, I like that. That's the power of magnetics. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna have to get into that at some point too. This is awesome. So, all right, Doctor Robin McCutcheon, it says, and there's your uh, mm -hmm. uh, link dash sync dot com is your website, and I read yes, a little. Thank I read, you. Yeah, I read a little bit from your website there earlier, and. Um, I want to, you know, encourage people to get on over there. So uh, I'll bring you up to speed right now. We have, uh, we're live on Twitch and DLive and Rumble. I haven't been able to see that the, uh, see the Rumble yet, but as you get talking, I'm going to investigate and go get some okay. of those chats if I can over in Rumble. So um, today's show is Captured America, 1871 Organic Act. Um, 
we had talked the other day about this, and on the show, probably what outcast a month or two ago, we had started. Something we like slowly that. dipped the toes into this because I wanted to. I want to bring this stuff to the to our um, audience, right? And but I'm not the professional at it. I just I'm just enough. I know enough to be dangerous with it. So um, and I learned a lot of this stuff probably back in 2014, 15. Uh, about the birth certificates, but I'm going to let you take it um, and introduce us. Uh, there's a lot of people in our audience in our chat room that have requested this kind of information, and um, hopefully we're able to give them enough to make them not want to sleep tonight. <laughs> well, well, let's see. Um, before before we can get to the 1871 Organic Act, we have to go back in time yeah. to see what preceded. Mm -hmm. To see what happened and you're not going to believe this but we have to go all the way back to 1604 i think i can believe it okay when you were um, to, well go ahead yeah during during that year um king james of england who had taken over after queen elizabeth the first passed away um was investigating how to send um how to send, I don't want to call them emissaries, but exploration boats to the new world. And remember that he sent in 1607, he sent the first couple of ships to the new world and they landed in what we now know as Jamestown on the James River on the eastern seaboard of Virginia. And a second company um, hit the eastern seaboard in 1620 but that was in a more northerly place on the eastern seaboard up uh, by Massachusetts, you know, Plymouth Colony. And so um, both, of these, both of these events were, um, can I say, planned, but they were also... Uh-oh, something's going on there. I'll Yep. Uh oh! You're, you're, Did go you ahead. lose? No, nope, you're okay. I don't know what happened there, but oh, okay. Yep. I I don't know. I'm not touching anything. <laughs> I'm not tech. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the I have to first preface this by saying that um King James, um was, even though he was the monarch, he is not what we call the crown. So um a lot of times people hear that the crown and the Vatican and uh, the District of Columbia are three branches of the same stool. But the crown is at the Temple Bar in the city of London. Now the city of London proper is about a mile around. It's a very small district within London itself. And um, this particular, it's an entity that is run by, for lack of a better word, run by the cabal, um, sometimes known as the Kazarian Mafia. Could they be considered the uh, <clears throat> the committee of 300? Are they within that? Or are they above that? The, the committee of 300 is below that. So if you think of the pyramid yep. with the all-seeing eye at the top. 13. Yeah. Yep. The, yeah, the 13 families that run all that. Mm -hmm. So the committee of 300 is slightly underneath of that. Right. It, it's, it's probably what you would think of as the face. Okay. You yep. know, the, so, so the 13 families, most, most of them, 
it's most of them you've heard about once in a while, but I would venture to say that the top of the pyramid, the very top family, hardly anybody's heard about because they don't they don't want to have their faces known. They prefer to pull the strings behind the scenes. So, so these two sets of ships that went over to the New World in 1607 and 1620 were beholden to the crown. Um, and interesting to note that um, lawyers for the crown were, um, were spread throughout our founding fathers. So some of our founding fathers um, preceded what we know now as Freemasons. They were known as Masons back then, but they were also lawyers for the crown. Now you've probably heard people who these days say that I'm getting a degree in law and I need to pass the bar. Yeah. Right. Is that the, but the, but the bar is, what is it? British something rule, British, uh, British accreditation registry. Yes. And see, I think that's going to get a lot of people right there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the British accreditation registry, the bar is a title of nobility. Now, I just want you to take that little piece and file it away for a little bit. We're going to get back to that one. Okay. Okay. So um, the court system that was set up in the United States, um, the original court system was set up on common law or law of the land. But when the District of Columbia became its own country. I'm going to start it that way. Yes. With the 1871 Organic Act, they operate under maritime law or admiralty law, also known as the law of the sea. So I want you to, another little piece of data, just put it back in the back of your head. So all federal court systems then are maritime law, not law of the land. Right. They have, so the jurisdiction is maritime law. Now, one last little piece. I don't know if you knew this, but when the District of Columbia was being named at the beginning of the country, remember who was inside of, who was inside of creating the new constitution for the United States. We have members of the Freemasons and who do they worship? Uh, the Vatican. Well, Satan. the Vatican houses who they worship. Okay. But they worship um, the gods from Babylon. Mm, yes, yes. That's right. Okay. 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 Is, is, that, is now, that Baal and Moloch? Yes. Okay. Now, do you know who the queen of Babylon is? Ishtar? Mm, well, okay. Um, that might be one of her... Uh, Incarnations. That, that might be one of her incarnations, but according to my research, the queen of Babylon was Semiramis. Mm, haven't heard of that one. So, Semi, she also goes by the name of Venus and Columba. Columba. Mm, Columbia. Columba. They stuck an eye in where there needn't be one. Yeah. So the district of Columba 
is named for the Queen of Babylon. Thought you'd find that interesting. Okay, so wow. so this is sort of sprinkled throughout. We started out in 1604. The first set of ships goes over to Jamestown in 1607. 13 years later, odd. 13 years later, another, another ship goes over to the New World, and they land north of there. Um, and they, they set up shop, and they start trying to survive. Okay? Now, fast forward. Um, fast forward a little bit. Oh, but but um, remember that King James, when he sent that first ship over, um, he sent it over under the first charter of Virginia. The charter guaranteed future, get this, future German Roman Catholic kings and queens of England would have sovereign authority over all citizens and colonized land in America. Now that piece about the German Roman Catholic uh, monarchs is important because that connects the crown and the monarch in England with the Vatican. And they're all, they're all connected. Okay. So now we get to, um, now we get to that skirmish in 1776, right? We have a little bit of a war. We're trying to break free of Britain. And finally, after six or seven or eight years, the British monarch says, okay, that's it. I've had enough. And, um, and they go, he sends his emissary to Paris. And the Americans send their emissaries to Paris because they're going to sign a treaty. The treaty is known as the Treaty of Paris. And it was signed on September 3rd. 1783, the treaty identifies the German Roman Catholic King of England as the Prince of the U.S. And, and I'll quote from it. I actually found this, this treaty. And, but it says, Prince George III, by the grace of God, King of Great Britain, France, and Ireland, Defender of the Faith, Duke of Brunswick in Germany, and Lundborg, also in Germany, arch-treasurer and prince-elector of the Holy Roman Empire, which connects him to the Roman Catholic Church, etc., and of the United States of America. Sounds like we're being set up here. <laughs> prince George never gave up his ownership and we never split away. Is this all tied to the money that was owed? Oh yeah, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm absolutely sure. I mean, because we owed we owed thousands and millions of dollars in debt all over the world. Well, all over the world, France and Russia. Mm -hmm. And in order to uh, secure this, um, the founders. Now, remember, 1783 is before the first constitution was written. The founders who were involved gave it all back. In fact, I have a, a typed out version of the Treaty of Paris. And in Article 5, it says, It is agreed that Congress shall earnestly recommend to the legislatures of the respective states to provide for the restitution 
of all estates, rights, and properties which have been confiscated belonging to real British subjects. They gave it all back. All of it. Was that hinged on, what was that hinged on? Why, why did they give that back? Was it based on a money exchange of that? Like, uh, I don't want to say taxes, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't taxes, but remember that, um, we were not at the time our own independent while we had claimed independence mm-hmm. in 1776, we were not independent legally. I think might be the right way to say it. Um, like they didn't, they wouldn't recognize it. I'm gosh, you know, this is where for me, it gets a little bit, it gets a little bit hazy, but if I, if I put myself back in that position and I'm one of the representatives from America going over to Paris to kind of placate the Prince of England and, and the Prince of England has, um, worked it out with the crown. So the financial center of England which is in the city of London and he's worked it out with the Vatican and he has worked it out with the Rothschild family. That's funding all of this. If, if I'm the Prince of England, I want there to be some way for me to keep that country that, that me and my um, ancestor monarchs have um, tried to establish I'm going to try and find some sneaky way of keeping it all without letting all of those people over in the new world know that they're not really, um, they're not really free. I want them to think they're free so that they'll work hard, but I'm never really going to let go of those, those strings. Now, The last piece I want to read you from this particular document that I have, the people from the United States, well, what would be the United States, the people from the new world that signed this peace treaty are John Adams, David Hartley, Ben Franklin, and John Jay. Mm. Kind of breaking my heart here a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, pass. I know. I, I know it's you, you kind of, you, you look at this and you go, okay, well, all right. So now here's, so I'm reading this and I'm going, John Adams, Franklin, John Jay, we've been flim flammed. But then remember what Ben Franklin told that woman when they walked out of the, um, congressional, the, the Congressional Con- Meeting, yeah, Continental, Continental yeah. Congress in 1791. Mm-hmm. And the woman said, tell me, Dr. Franklin, what have you given us? And he said, a, a- republic, if you can keep it. Right. So these four guys signed the peace treaty. And I don't remember if David Hartley was in on the Continental Congress sessions. But can you imagine, can you imagine the founding fathers going, oh, crap. We had to give it all back. How do we design a document so that future generations can figure out how to get themselves free? What do we put in that document that will kind of give the warning signals that something's not right, that something's wrong, it's gone horribly wrong. My God, they're back in the middle of the swamp again. 
how, what do we say? Cause you remember they struggled for years. So 1783 to 1791 is eight years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were battling so, all along. I mean, it was right. You know, right. we think we're going through some bad stuff right now, which we are, but you know, think about the struggle these guys were in back then. Right. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, so now we can, now we can move up to, um, the civil war. Remember during the civil war that, um, it cost a lot of money. Um, poor president Lincoln, he was trying to borrow money left and right. And, um, he instituted in 1864, um, the banking act of 1864, that was to, that was a skeleton frame, a skeleton framework that he put in, in order to bring in, usher in another national bank. Now, remember, we'd already had two prior to this. The first one started up in the late 1790s, and it only lasted 20 years, and it went bankrupt. And then the next one started up, um, like, I think, 1824. I might be off on my years just a bit. But that second one was the one that um, Andrew Jackson took down. Yep. And remember that um, Alexander he- Hamilton really, really wanted a central bank. He was a Kingsman. He was educated at King's College. And so he wanted a central bank. Why? Because that was the way that the, that the elite, that the Gabal, um, kept a hold of everyone's freedom, right? Because if you're in debt, you're a, you're a slave. Yeah. That's why he got in, in ar- many arguments and fights with uh, Madison. Madison was right. not about that. And Madison was Madison. Like, yeah. Right. Right. So, and in fact, I think, um, Hamilton and, um, was it Thomas Jefferson's VP or was it Adams's VP? It was, it was Burr that, um, Hamilton got into the duel with. Yeah. And I think, I think Burr bought the farm, didn't Adam, he? Adam Burr, yeah, later he did. Yeah, 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 later. So, mm-hmm. so anyway, so now we can kind of we can move past this little sleight of hand with the with the Paris uh, the Peace Treaty of Paris of seventeen eighty three, and we can kind of mosey our way towards the Civil War. Yeah. So, um, Outcast, what do you, you have? Anything yet? Are you? Uh... Is is all are all the gears in your mind just kind of moving all around again? <laughs> yeah. I think I got them with we were flim flammed from the beginning. <laughs> well, I've had my suspicions because uh, the fact that the so many of them were Masons. Um, yeah. You know, one conspiracy conspiracy theory I heard probably thirty years ago. I don't know if you've got any data to support this, but that um, the real George Washington was replaced with a lookalike substitute who was a Mason. The original George Washington was not a Mason. I don't know if you've ever heard this, but I, I took a not. tour of, of the Detroit Masonic Temple back in the 90s. Oh. <clears throat> and uh, there are portraits of Washington, and he doesn't really look very much like the one on our money. And, wow. And the friend of mine who was, who was really big on this topic said, if you think about it, there was no photography. or You were relying on illustrations. It right. was way easier to create an imposter out of somebody when you are when it's all based on illustrations, right? And I was right. just like, oh my gosh! So, so I mean, I, I it makes me 
I'm just throwing this out there. Maybe you can keep your ears open uh, in your research for anything alluding to that. But what's curious about it is maybe the country was on the right path and they knew it. So they needed to replace him with this this imposter so they could who was a Mason to get it right back on track with the cabal again. That's a reoccurring theme in my mind. That, you know, that's entirely possible. That's that's completely possible. I didn't need to throw I, you know, given the I just, number of actors we've seen these days, I mean, I've seen five or six different types of Bidens now. Yeah, I've got a video. Who knows? Right. right. Who, yeah. So so keep the, your ears open for that for that theory. And then. um, uh, Yeah. So I and I if they all became if the rest of them were Masons, um, I just can't help but think that we were always in the grips from almost from the start. If the, And then if that's the Washington story is true, that just adds a little more depth to the to the level of corruption, which we know they're capable of. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Okay. So now, so, all right. So now what we need to do is we need to, we need to remind ourselves about the district of Columbia. It is actually part of the constitution. So if you grab your pocket constitution um, and you turn to article one, Section eight, and it's it's almost at the end. It's the last two paragraphs just before section nine. It I'm, says I'm looking right here. Okay. So to exercise exclusive legislation in all cases whatsoever over such district not exceeding 10 miles square, as may by session of particular states and the acceptance of Congress become the seat of the government of the United States and to exercise like authority over all places purchased by the consent of the legislature of the state in which the same shall be for the erection of forts, magazines, arsenals, dockyards, and other needful buildings. And to make all laws which shall be necessary and proper for carrying into execution the foregoing powers and all other powers vested by this constitution in the government of the United States or in any department or officer thereof. So right from the beginning, that 10 mile square area was, was already considered a district. Okay. Yeah. It was more, uh, to me, it's all, it sounds like it's a, you know, it is a federal district right now. But even be- well, it's a federal district now. But back then, back it was then it just was, a yeah, district, right? Yes, it was actually a territory. Yep. Um, on July 16, seventeen ninety, in accord with the provision of the clauses that we just read, the territory formed the District of Columbia Act, wherein it, wherein the ten square mile territory was permanently created and made the permanent location of the country's government. Um, that that is to say, the territory, the land, includes the actual government. Now, now this is important to um, to begin to distinguish the land as separate from the government. So, under the Act, this this Act, um, what did I call it? The District of Columbia Act. Congress also made the president the civic leader of the local government in all matters in that territory. And then on the next month in February, late February, 1801, under the second district of Columbia Act, two counties were formed and then three cities, Alexandria, Georgetown, and Washington. Now, all of these were formed under charter acts. 
Charter Acts are original. Um, they're like the they're they're the first act that gives you some either territory or legislation. An organic act and a charter act are the same thing. So an organic act is the original act. So I want you to keep that in the back of your head. Organic act and charter acts are the same thing. Okay. And according to the Supreme Court, those charter acts, those first two, District of Columbia Act 1 and Act 2, were the official incorporation of the formal, formal municipal government of the District of Columbia as chartered by Congress in accord with the Constitution's provision. The Supreme Court called that body of government a corporation. So it started right from the beginning. Mm. Well, it had nothing to do with 1871. This was right, right from the get-go. Mm -hmm. A corporation with the right to sue and be sued. So since 1801, the District of Columbia has been consistently recognized as a municipal corporation with its own government. Wow. So now we can, now we can, okay, so now we can go forward to the Civil War. Remember that when the end, when the Civil War ended, the, um, the United States Congress was faced with a couple of really huge mountains to climb. The first rule is um, we got we've got to go back and remember what it was that the Congress had to consider. The events of the time meant that the Civil War was um, the the Civil War had had a what they call a, a Lincoln's Conscription Act, which was essentially martial law. It was still going at the end of the Civil War. And, and Congress had three problems that they could not figure out how to get out of. First of all, they were out of money. They had no gold. They had already tried printing all those greenbacks, right? And what did that do? That just made inflation go out through the roof. So they had no money, no real money, like gold or silver. They had promised 40 acres of land to each slave that left the South to fight for the North. So they had to find some land. And they had to reintegrate the South back into the Union because the South had legally seceded from the Union. Yep. They got up and left. Now, at this point, I'm going to ask you a question to see what you think. Um, okay. it, it was at this point. Well, it's because they did secede and the bankers, the, the, the London bankers, the British bankers did not want that to happen, which right. is why they got a hold of Lincoln and said, you get down there. And you get right. rid of that those Confederate papers, because every state had their own money. Yep. Okay. And uh, that's what I remember is that they told him, you know, the, the, those those uh, European bankers told him to get down there, and you do not let those people. They didn't care about slavery at the time. That, that was that was not a thing right. for them. Who right. cared? At, you know, in their it head, wasn't. It had nothing to do with the slaves. Yep. It had everything to do with that the the London bankers, the Rothschilds. The Crown and the Vatican yep. did not want the South to get up and leave because um, because it was wealthy. Well, yeah, and they were they were going to break off from their they, further from and they their broke off. From they their wanted slavery. to get out from they wanted to get out from underneath the London bankers too. The so South will rise were, again. The South will rise again, and, and if you go look, it's already getting up there. Okay, so wow. <clears throat> so then we get into the. Um, 
So remember, though, remember that 1864 Banking Act where Lincoln had created the structure for a national bank. Yeah. Also, also in that act of 1864, he separated out national banks and state banks, which <laughs> were two totally different entities. I don't know if you guys remember, um, uh, but there were um, there was Detroit National Bank. Yep. Okay. DNC. And yep. then the. And then Redeemed, there were sorry. there were state banks. For instance, um, the little town that I come from, Bel Air, Michigan, um, had its own state bank, the Bel Air State Bank. And so national banks could go across state lines, but state banks were um, restricted to remain within the state that they were formed in. Right. And so um, in that way, this is my thinking. And that way, Lincoln could restrict the huge number of state banks from moving across the country, whereas the national banks could go wherever they wanted to. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's it's part of their plan. I mean, that's that's yeah. what that's why I recommend credit unions. I belong to credit unions and they to me, they're a little safer and um, I, I don't ever want to deal with a bank. I don't like it. Yeah. Never. Yeah. All right. So so now we can now we can get. Finally, after all of this introduction, we can finally get to the actual Organic Act of 1871. And I actually printed out the original act. And it says, <clears throat> be it enacted by the Senate and House of Representatives of the United States of America in Congress assembled that all that part of the territory of the United States included within the limits of the District of Columbia B, and the same is hereby created into a government by the name of the District of Columbia, by which name it is hereby constituted a body corporate for municipal purposes and may contract and be contracted with, sue and be sued, pled and be impleded, have a seal and exercise all other powers of a municipal corporation not inconsistent with the Constitution and laws of the United States and the provisions of this act. Now, wasn't the District of Columbia already a territory by virtue of the Constitution? Yep. Why do it again? Because they had to... Uh... Oh, they had to imposter it and you are really close. Yeah. They had to imposter it and get rid of it and put this in place of it. They, they layered it right over the top. Yep. What they did, that municipal corporation bodily corporate for municipal purposes. It is a municipal corporation was created as a private corporation owned by the existent municipality. And only the government created, and the only government created in that act, the Organic Act, was the same government that any private corporation has within the operation of its own corporate construct. Thus, we call it the Corporation of the United States. Yeah. We also note that Congress reserved the right granted them in the Constitution to complete dictatorial authority over their corporation U.S. construct. So if you actually read through the document... I kept reading and I was like, man, this looks like they just took everything from the U.S. Constitution and put it right right here. You know, 
I'm not sure. I think I'm looking at the right one. I'm looking at the District of Columbia Organic Act of 1871. There's a full PDF of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that the exact? Is that the same thing you're looking at? Um, I, I, I maybe could be. Okay. Does it? Does it look like um, this on the front page? Yeah. Yep. That's it. <laughs> that's it. That's what I'm looking at right now. Okay. I'm going to link that now, into the show. So, um, okay. So <laughs> the first important thing to remember is that in the law, a fictitious entity can only deal with another fictitious entity because only parties of equal standing can communicate in law. So if the United States Corporation, which was actually um, um, incorporated in England Mm -hmm. during 1871, as a corporation, their name would appear in all capital letters, right? They're an, an, an entity. Yes, they're, they're a, you, a dead corporation. They're, they're, they're a corporation. Now, if you pull out your driver's license and look at it, your name is also in all capital letters. That's your straw man. That's at your entity. Yep. But it's not your living soul. That is your person. Now, person is a mask. That's what person means inside of the... Um, I'm reading the chat over here. I shouldn't read the chat. Um, <laughs> a person is a mask. And in fact, if, um, if I can find it in here and all of this research that I've got, a person, according to 28 U.S. Code Section 3002, Section 10, Subsection 10, a person is an it is includes a natural person, including an individual Indian, a corporation, a partnership, an unincorporated association, a trust in the state, other public or private entity, including a state or local government or an Indian tribe. So you are not a person, Jesse. Nope. I'm cast. You, you are a living soul. Free man on the land. Free man on the land. And so when the, um, when, the Congress, the 41st Congress, incorporated the company, U.S. Inc., or, or any other of the names that they had um, copyrighted, they made that corporation out of our Constitution. Now, there's one other little tiny thing here that most people failed to realize. Do you remember when I said, um, be it enacted by the state and house of representatives of the United States of of America, Mm -hmm. the original constitution was titled. Do you know what was, what it was titled? Yeah. Instead of, of it was for. Right. This Slight, organic act yep, sleight of, hand. of 1871 was a fraud. Well, it, it was a flim flam job. The Congress had no authority to do this. They took the United States Constitution 
as their bylaws. And they ruled from the District of Columbia over all our other sovereign states. The state of Michigan is a sovereign state. Mm -hmm. They usurped all that. This, so so now we, we kind of get to the crux of things. So hold on, Dr. Robin. All of this. Yep. Outcast, do you uh, you want uh, what what do you got? <laughs> so uh, maybe I'm, I might be getting a little ahead. I'm just so. Is that why our Congress, our lawmakers, are in such disregard of our Constitution because they feel as though they have the complete freedom to do so? Because they have the complete freedom to do so yeah. because because they're they're no longer they beholden. Us. Own, they are their own government inside of their own territory that is foreign to these several states. Yep. Then, that's why they walk around saying this is a threat to our democracy. Well, you're damn right. It's a threat to their democracy. Yeah. Their democracy is no part of the Republic of the United States. Yep. They threw the Republic over a long time ago. They, they Like I said, it was a fraud. They perpetrated. It was a big flim flam job. The 10 there, square is, miles in 1871 was incorporated then in England. And like I said, they use the Constitution as their bylaws, not as authority under the Constitution, but as authority over the Constitution. Then they copyrighted not only the Constitution, but all other names like the United States, U.S., United States of America, USA, and, and other titles. So from there on out, from 1871 on, the United States, in capital letters, was governed entirely by a private corporation, private corporate law dictated by the banks because they were the creditors. Well, now, now is where it gets really fun because now we've got to, now we've got to kind of creep forward in time after eight, after 1871, what happened in the world that the United States military was sent hither and yon all over the place we had several different wars, right? There was Spanish-American we War. There was right. Uh, yep. There were there were several skirmishes all across the globe. Things were heating up over in the East Orient, right? And and everywhere for for from then on, from 1871 on, our military was used as a military arm of the Crown and the Vatican. Yeah, essentially. And we paid for it. Essentially, at this point, we became the uh, the DC is now the military arm of the world, and controlled right. controlled by London, right? Right, controlled by London, who is controlled by the Vatican, right? And that <laughs> and that seemingly is changing. I get the impression that the cabal has moved to the CCP as their new military arm, and they're abandoning us. <clears throat> I don't know. Hard to say. We'll see. Yeah, it's it's hard to say. But in 1909, so there was a big panic on Wall Street in 1907, what, where, wherein um, J.P. Morgan, um, J.D. Rockefeller, and I think Vanderbilt stepped in to save the market. Mm -hmm. um, those three men together were had more money than the entire U.S. government put together, and um, and. 
So, you know, once again, by 1909, the government is looking at default. So they went to the crown of England and they asked for an, an extension of time and an extension of 20 years was granted. Now, what happened in 1929? Stock market Around crash. The end of October. Yep. They might as well crash the bank or crash the stock market. Right, that way right, right. Great reset. So, so the crown gave them the extension of 20 years. But one of the conditions was that the United States will allow the creditors to establish a new national bank. That's, Federal Reserve. That's the Hegelian. Yep. Hegelian yep. dialectic right there. Problem, reaction, solution. Exactly. Oh, we've got just the thing. Look, yeah. we'll just let our private bankers come in. Yeah, because it's so, more steady. <laughs> right. Right. So this along, um, the Federal Reserve Act was passed in um, 1913. Um, it was actually December 23rd, late at night. It was, and the 16th Amendment was supposed to have been ratified, except that if you go and you be, go back and you look at the roll call, there was not a quorum of the states. We had 44 states in 1913. There should have been two thirds of them present. Now, here's the piece that, you know, I'm, I'm still digging around in this, but what if, what if the quorum needed was only the original 13 states. Well, wouldn't it have to be uh, written prior? I'm, I'm just throwing out a what if. Right. What if the quorum needed only be the original 13 states? So the 16th Amendment allowed the income tax, and the 17th Amendment was enacted in May 1913, do you remember what the 17th Amendment is without looking at your book? <sighs> Poor outcast. I'm sorry, outcast. <laughs> He's got a constitution over there. You can look. Okay. I actually, it's the, in the other the, room. I'm kind of I'm mad at myself. I don't have it in front of me. Oh, well, you can run get it. I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a quick. Go ahead. Okay. So remember that originally the senators from every state were going were to be elected by the representatives in the house from that state. Yep. Okay. The 17th amendment then put um, the senators two from each state elected by the people of the state. Yep. You know, this is, and, this and is, so with those two amendments, the income tax amendment and the 17th amendment that changed how, um, senators were elected, it further reduced the state's powers and it gave the United States, the capital United States, um, more power. And with that, they totally adopted the Babylonian money system. That's, that's what did it yeah. right there. Now, I want to read mm. you a little, a little something about the rights of individuals the rights of the individual are restricted only to the extent that they have been voluntarily surrendered by the citizenship to the agencies of government. Now, <laughs> let, let me just, let me just continue. A sovereign, the lawgiver is exempt from suit being sued. 
not because of any formal conception or obsolete theory, but on the logical and practical ground that there can be no legal right as against the authority that makes the law on which the right depends. A suit presupposes that the defendants are subject to the law invoked, but of course it cannot be maintained unless they are so. This is known as the doctrine of sovereign immunity. Now, when you guys were born, a day or two after you were born, as your mom was resting in the hospital, who should appear in her room but a nice little old uh, maternity ward nurse pushing in a typewriter to name the baby, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know where you're going. Yep. And, and in fact, the original birth certificate, because um, I remember this when my children were born, the original birth certificate, uh, it's a plain piece of paper, and they put ink on the baby's foot, and they take a print of the foot. Now, they told me that every baby's footprint, all the swirls and everything, are, are different. And it's easier to get a footprint than it is to get fingerprints. And I thought, okay, well, that makes sense. But that's a soul print. Soul. The soul. Soul. Mm -hmm. The soul. Now, they take that paper and they type in, they type in the name, the date, the mom's name, everything. And then at the bottom of the the document, um, they have the mom sign. But if you go and you look at your birth certificate, underneath where your mom signed, does it say parent or mother? No. Does it say guardian or anything? It says informant. Informant, yes. Go and look. That's what it says. Mm -hmm. And and what does an informant do in the law? Uh, They're delivering information or delivering. In here, they're going to take. They're delivering you to the state. There you go. That's it. Now, did you have a choice about that? No, no, no did consent. Did you voluntarily, did you volunteer? No, your mom turned you over. Yep. Which in turn became uh, just a, a maddening cycle of being turned over to the state over right, and over and over and over. And you know, I, all of, all of that was designed by the cabal Yep. in order because Banking. They had they had the banking system, they had the money supply, and now they needed the souls. And we are the souls upon which they put the the because debt. Be- and there we go, outcast, full circle with the debt slavery. See, and I shop. remember my my dad was old enough that um, he told me that there were no such thing as birth certificates, yep. um, back in the day. Yeah, like wasn't and, it? And he said late 1800s, right? Something like that. No, well, there there were there were rich people had birth certificates, right? And but most people had their family Bible. Right. When when Jesse was born, dad would take the big Bible down and open to the front page where all the family history and lineage was, and he would write in Jesse's name and the day he was born. And um a lot of times they would take the Bible to the court and they would register it as a court of record. And, and that was, that was your court of record, how you were born, mm-hmm. where you were born, when you were born. 
But my dad said to me that there was a big push in the late 1930s for everyone to have a birth certificate, an official state birth certificate. And, and I asked him why. I said, well, I don't understand. Why would they do this? He goes, I never could figure it out myself. Well, it, decades later, I'm looking at this and I'm like, the Social Security Act yep. of 1937. <clears throat> Didn't that put us as uh, like real debt slaves right then, right when we're born, right? Right, yeah. right from right from from cradle to grave, we're yep. foreign, we're we're debts, we're debts, we're debts, we're slaves, all of it. See how this all happens, right. people. You, all these acts get enacted, and it's nothing that we've ever done, people. It's people writing this this bullshit on paper in yeah. order to control us and our lives. Mm-hmm. Dangerous info yeah. audience. How does that make you feel? Because to me, I mean, I, I, I kind of I knew a lot of this stuff, but, you know, of course, Dr. Robin is breaking it down deep. But um, when I first heard about this stuff years ago, it really, really ticked me off. And I really had nowhere to, to go to talk to people about this stuff. Uh, you know, ever since I started this out, uh, this podcast with Outcast here, um, been able to get some of this off. But you're bringing it all back right now and you're making me want to uh, do things. Yes. <laughs> that I'm not going right. to do. <laughs> Outcast, how, how are right. you feeling? Well, it, it, so, so is there, is there any, is there any silver lining here? Because it sounds like we were sold up the river so long ago and so thoroughly using the wizardry of, of, uh, legal language. Right. Um, is there, is, does the constitution have any recourse for us that we can stand against? Well, uh, spoiler alert. Oh, Did I spoil it? Oh, oh. Let her go. Just, <laughs> Let her go on. <laughs> hold, just hold that one. Awesome. Just okay. for a minute. Okay. okay. So now I want to direct your attention to the 13th Amendment. I have to flip over here to grab to grab it. So the original constitution for the United States of America had um after 1791 it it actually had 13 amendments in it i don't know if you guys knew that but it yeah did. it was it didn't start out with with 10 it started out with 13 yeah it didn't I, what i remember from it is something about the uh, lawyers uh being in there okay but and they, they take they've taken it out or changed it um right or, or added something in there about lawyers cannot hold office seats and things like this Right. Well, let me read you what's in the the document that we have now. Okay. Amendment 13 says, neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as a punishment for crime, whereof the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. So Amendment 13 got rid of slavery, right? Mm. Okay. Now look at Amendment 14. All persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and of the state wherein they reside. Now, there's three key words there. The first one is person. What did I tell you a person was? Oh, it's owned by the state. A corporation. Corporation, yep. Okay. A citizen. Now, you have to go way back in history. Like, I'm talking way back to the original Roman times. A citizen is a 
Municipal servant. Yep. Municipal. Municipal servant. Yep. Municipal servant. And reside means temporarily abiding. Yep, like That's a resident. That's what reside means. Yeah, yeah. It, a resident is a temporarily temporary habitation. So let me go back. Let me read the first part of the 14th Amendment again. All persons, corporations, born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof. Now, United States is going to be, what is that the territory of the land or is that the corporation it's corporation subject to the jurisdiction of that corporation which is maritime law yep our citizens municipal slaves of the united states and of the state wherein they temporarily abide that's i just rephrased that reside why is the word temporarily in there? I, I put it in there. The, 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 the statement is all persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and of the state wherein they reside. Resident means temporary. That's where you live temporarily. Yeah. It's just okay. the word reside. It's what it means. Yeah. So this Amendment 13 that was ratified December the 6th, 1865, took slavery away, and the 14th Amendment, which was ratified July 9th, 1868, made us all slaves again. Yep, one right after the other one. And see, I've talked to Chris Ann about this before, Chris Ann Hall about this stuff, and mm-hmm. um, I have problems with the 14th Amendment. And if you, if you look and you pay attention to what the left is always doing, they're always hollering about this 14th Amendment stuff, thinking that that's what freed them, uh, you know, the slaves and all this stuff. Uh, you know, that they're always leaning on the 14th Amendment right. for, for their benefits, okay? Right, well... I have Remember, issues all, with that. They're yeah. all snakes. They're yeah. all snakes, and it was a it was a fast, uh, you know. Yeah. What's that game? Yeah, three cups and a pea thing. Yep. Now, I I know that the real Thirteenth Amendment, um, titles of nobility and honor. Yeah. That was the original Thirteenth Amendment. This is what it says: Amendment Article Thirteen. If any citizen of the United States shall accept, claim, receive, or retain any title of no. Now, remember what citizen is? The municipal slave? Yep. Okay. Shall um, accept, claim, receive, or retain any title of nobility or honor, or shall without the consent of Congress accept and retain any present pension, office, or emolument of any kind whatever from any emperor, king, prince, or foreign power, such person shall cease to be a citizen of the United States and shall be incapable of holding any office of trust or profit under them or either of them. <clears throat> now, remember one of the things I told you to hold on to was that little thing called the bar exam? Yep. The bar is a title of nobility. 
and they've, take, and they've in, taken it out of 13. How many people in Congress are have passed their bar exam? When you pass the bar exam, the second thing that you do after you pass the bar exam is you have to sign an oath of allegiance to whom? The corporation. The crown. The crown. That's right. British. That, British. Yep. The crown. Yep. The British crown. Yep. Now, now it all. Monarch, not the monarchy. Right. The crown, which is where the real seat of power is. Right. Right. All these things connect now. Thinking back. All these things are, be are beginning to connect. So, so here's, here's what happened. <clears throat> okay, so you are right there. We have about yeah. We're still no. I mean, he's he's taking it all in just like like I am. Okay, and and we've, we've probably well, we probably got about another twenty five minutes. But um, I know okay. we're I know we're gonna get there. Okay. Yep. Um. So here's how here's here's how it kind of boils down. The suppression of the Titles of Nobility Act boiled down to a fight back in the 1860s and early 70s, boiled down to a fight over control of the currency and speculation in the land and resources of the United States by foreign agents and multinational corporations willingly and willfully aided and abetted by the legal establishment and the judiciary in the United States. Amshal, Amshal Rothschild said, permit me to issue and control the money of a nation, and I care not who makes the laws. Benjamin Disraeli, Chancellor of the Exchequer, Prime Minister of Britain, says, Govern, governments do not govern, but merely control the machinery of government, being themselves controlled by the hidden hand. Friedrich Bastiat said, when plunder becomes a way of life for a group of men living together in society, they create for themselves in the course of time a legal system that authorizes it and a moral code that justifies it. He also said it's easy to understand why the law is used by the legislature, legislator to destroy in varying degrees among the rest of the people their personal independence by slavery, their liberty by oppression, and their property by plunder. This is done for the benefit of the person who makes the law and in proportion to the power that he holds. And then President Rutherford B. Hayes said, this is a government of the people, by the people, and for the people no longer. It is a government of corporations, by corporations, and for corporations. So the balance of power has shifted in recent years from territorially bound territorially bound governments to companies that can roam the world. And that is from global dreams, imperial corporations, and the new world order. It always so comes the, back. Yep. When the, when the 13th amendment, the titles of nobility and honor um, article was made to disappear, it did not vanish all at once, but it was replaced by stages and by degrees. This gradualism was simply ignored by a legal establishment and judiciary loyal to the international banking establishment and the privileged nobility of the rich, both of the United States and Europe, and the common man knew nothing of it. The fact cannot be ignored 
that it is with the willingly purchased aid of both the judiciary and the legal establishment that the rich and powerful bend the acts of government to their selfish purposes. And isn't that what Jefferson warned us of? Yes, he did. So, so this has been going on. This has been going on for a long time. I mean, we went all the way back to 1604. That's 420 years ago, almost. This is this and 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 I and the reason that I went all the way back there was to give people a, an idea of how extensive and penetrated every single branch of government is here in the United States, not mm-hmm. to mention across the world. These people, um, the cabal, the Kazarian mafia, they've been around for thousands of years, thousands. I mean, and this is. You know, when they got a hold of the United States military, then they could use our military to go campaigning across the world and um, subjugate whoever, whatever country, get, you know, pull their own elections. This, this, the election fraud that we saw in 2022 and 2020, 2018, 2016, go back several decades. That's nothing. These people are experts at stealing countries and and turning their turning their um, sovereign souls into slaves. I mean, it, they're they're just experts at it. You know what this reminds me of is uh, how we were uh, the decades growing up, outcast the eighties, nineties, two thousands, especially in the two thousands era. Um, how we were the police of the world to go around and install democracy yeah. all over the countries. Remember yeah. that? You know why we were just yeah. in- installing democracy all over those little countries all over the place? Because those countries did mm-hmm. not have a central bank. Those countries yeah. were, were run, they were sovereign, and they were making uh, money, and they were, uh, or not making money, but they, they had their own independent money. They had their own independent people following the commerce yeah. using that commerce and guess what the cabal bankers did not want that they needed everybody to be on the their debt slave system and guess what the american uh military we're going to use you to go over there throw a coup against these presidents and uh install puppets and puppets yeah. puppets of the cabal and that's what we have that's and that's what so we have making right now the yeah. world Making the world safe for democracy. Wasn't that the phrase that came out of World War One? Yeah. We didn't make the world safe for democracy. All we did was unknowingly um, be led by the nose, by these Kabbalists, by these Kazarian Mafia artists. Yep. But, you know, but. Go ahead. Outcast had, he was looking for a glimmer of light. And there's, and actually, if you look, it's a really big glimmer. So our constitution for the United States of America, I know it says of, but it's for, this this document was written by the people who knew what was coming. They'd already been through it. They wrote this document so that we could, first of all, speak out freely, right? We have our first amendment, freedom of speech, freedom of the press, freedom to gather, freedom to grieve our government, 
What's the other one? I'm missing one. Assembly. Now, let's see. Religion. Religion yep. Abridging the freedom of speech or of the press. Sorry, I forgot about, well, the press. I mean, my God. <laughs> They've been captured the decades there. ago. The state there, and of course I'm going to forget about them. So, so first of all, they put together, they put together how the government is to be structured. And it was a very weak, flimsy structure. It was a skeleton, really, is what it was. But then they gave us amendments. They, these amendments describe some, but not all, of the unalienable rights that they recognize that we have as sovereign beings. And what was the second one? If the first one doesn't work, we've got the second one, right? Yep. What have these stupid, despicable demons been trying to do to us for ever? Get our guns. Yes. Well, so we can't let them. We're the last ones. We're the last ones right. standing. They got they got them from uh, Australia, England, New Zealand. Uh, they're, right. wor they're working on it right now in Canada. Right. Now, here's, an, here's something else. Every single state in this union of several states is its own sovereign foreign land. Yeah. Each state is a sovereign and independent country according to the limits of territory. Actually, let me read right from Harcourt v. Um, Galliard. Each state declared itself sovereign and independent according to the limits of its territory. The soil and sovereignty within their acknowledged limits were, were as much theirs at the Declaration of Independence as at this very hour. Every state is sovereign. Now, there is a difference between um, the state of Michigan in all capital letters and Michigan, capital M-I-C-H-I-G-A-N, state, capital S-T-A-T-E. There's a difference. One is the land and one is the corporation. And so what I'm beginning to see is that, that states around the country are pulling back their power that they had given off to the federal government. That federal government is getting weaker and weaker. And what did President Trump promise us he was going to do? He promised us on his inauguration in 2017 that he was giving power back to the people. We the people. Yeah. Right. So let me read also from um, Blair versus Ridgely. Prior to the adoption of the federal constitution, states possessed unlimited and unrestricted sovereignty and retained the same afterward. Upon entering the union, they retained all their original power and sovereignty, except such as was surrendered to the federal government, or they were expressly prohibited from exercising by the United States Constitution. So two great big beams of light. What do we have to do? We have to make sure that we are active starting at the grassroots level. And we've already been seeing that happen with um, mama bears and papa bears going out and, and clawing back their school boards and resetting their town councils. We've already been doing that. Right. Yeah. People so reclaiming. Now, yeah. Right. And so um, before I, before I do these last four little things, I want to ask, have you been over to Patel Patriots devolution link? Yeah, we both have a little bit. Ha yep. Have you read all of them? Great. 
because yes. Patel Patriot puts together an excellent analysis no. of everything that President Trump did before he got into office, you know, as president-elect, and after he got into office to devolve the federal government and return power to the states. And he put us, our country, as, as Patel could, could glean, President Trump put our country in a state of continuity of government. So the levers of power do not reside, and I use that word on purpose, they do not reside in Washington. Where do the levers of power re reside? We the people. We the exactly. People. Exactly. And so do you also remember that um, sometimes that there there were two times that that President Trump issued a national state of emergency? Yeah, I remember did that. Mm -hmm. Did Congress do anything about that? No. No. I don't know if they could. Well, under the Constitution, they had to address it. Mm -hmm. But they instead did. They chose acting, not to. Right. Instead, they're acting like dictators. So the oath to the Constitution is now broken. And under a state of emergency, did you know that the Uniform Code of Military Justice supersedes all laws, including yeah. the Constitution? Yeah. And it's a, are it, still. It's a bit scary, but yeah, you know, we're talking yeah. tribunal stuff is what you're talking Right, exactly. And so I think I think that's coming because I remember reading in the New York Times, I you know, I, I should have written the date down, but it was it was sometime last June or July where the New York Times came out and basically said, Hey, Nuremberg 2.0 is coming. So all of y'all that are shooting your mouth out there, you're shooting your mouth off out there that are part of the cabal, better duck. Cause it's coming, you know, Just, you know, shut up and go hide, but they didn't, did they? No, the, um, outcast, do you have something? Well, I'm kind of marveling because, uh, before, uh, Dr. Robin joined us, we were discussing all the, uh, disasters that are happening all over the world and all over the country and whether or not that was a sign that the cabal was on the run. In other words, they were being evicted. And so they're going to burn the house down if they can't, if they're going to be evicted from the house. Uh, is that kind of what you're alluding to here, Dr. Robin? Because that's, if you are, you're taking us full circle to how we started this program. Okay. So I'll, I'll tell you what I think. I think that the top of the pyramid is gone. I think those people have been removed from earth permanently. And I think so it's so do you, do you remember? Um, hmm, it's a little bit like if if Satan is at the eye, right? And the 13 families are right under him. And and the 13 families are all the generals for Satan's armies. And the White Hats come in and remove the 13 families. How does Satan get his message down to the next layer? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. The next layer is gone too. Hmm. Well, how does Satan, so he's got two layers that aren't there. Oh, wait a minute. Look, this layer of corporations, this is going away too. How is Satan supposed to get his message through three non-existent layers to the mid-level and the lower level of all the minion? 
Well, he can he's cause chaos. Yeah, he's, he, yeah, he he's, can't do he's it. Been right? cu- he's been cut off from his minion. And so now all these minion are running around helter skelter, trying to figure out what to do. They don't have any orders. I think they, they, they default to, call, to chaos. They, they default to what they know, which is chaos. So you get mm. the sabotage on the trains. You get the sabotage over in Bedford, Ohio. I saw that um, metals plant go go up today. Yeah, nobody that was today. knows why. Yep. Um. So yeah, you, you're gonna we're, we're gonna see a lot of chaos. So I I think maybe kind of the watchword is is if you see something, say something. Um. But I also think that um. This is a big world. I'm I'm pretty sure that the the lower level deep dark demon minion they, they can't burn the whole world down. They might be able to get a few places here and there. And yeah, it's going to look big and scary. It's it's going to look nasty. Um but I but I I have this can I call it faith? I have this faith that everything is going to work out. It's gonna it's gonna look big and scary. I think that we're going to have that scare event where it looks like some nuclear bomb has gone off. But listen, listen, think about it this way. If the top three levels of the pyramid, if those people still existed, don't don't you think they would have hurled a nuke at somebody already? It seemed instead, like instead what do we, instead what do we have? We got a train derailment here, a train derailment there, and and I'm not I'm not trying to dismiss how bad the pollution is, mm-hmm. but we can clean this stuff up. I'm just saying a train derailment is not nearly as bad as hurling a nuclear bomb over by Detroit. Right. Right. So I think that um, I think that the cabal has been neutered and cut off at the knees. And I think that the stuff that we're seeing now in the United States is to try and make people fearful. And the only way they can, the only way the cabal and the, and the Kazarian mafia can get all the rest of us sovereign souls in America running in one direction is to make us fearful. So I decline. Thank you very much. I take your fear and shove it up your ass. I I refuse. and to add to that, the, the irony we were kind of discussing this earlier, where they're spinning their wheels is um, their main vehicle to convey fear. Uh, nobody's paying attention to it anymore, right? Because because they've overused it. They've 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 abused the, the, that power. So I don't care. Like I, I say this all the time. I'm on repeat. I apologize, but I talk to people on the right and on the left, and they all say I don't watch the news anymore. It makes me. I just I just don't watch it anymore. Yeah. So, so Why? now how? Right. And then um, we were talking about this earlier. We, I saw a video that I'm kind of echoing. They used to run a scare event for 10 years and then methodically move slowly. Well, lately they've been moving very, very quickly and moving from one narrative to the next. So they go from COVID. COVID didn't stick. Then so we go to uh, Ukraine war, World War Three. That doesn't stick. We go to UFOs. Then we're going to go back to COVID. And they're just, they're just trying. And that's not their style. Their style has been more methodical and more right. long played. They so obviously, like like you said, it does lend to your your theory that something's they're they're running amok. Yeah, they're running amok, 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 amok. They they can't hold on to a narrative more than a day or so now. Yeah, because yeah. the digital warriors out there in the in the um, interwebs, 
destroy it within hours, pick yeah. it apart, totally, totally blow it out of the water. And then what is the mainstream media left with? Shreds. Yeah. They got nothing. Yeah, and, just... and nobody's listening to them anyway. And more than half of Americans are pretty certain that that mainstream media is just throwing us lies anyway. So why bother to listen? Yep. The 4 a.m. I mean, talking points. That's what they have. That's it. Right. Right. Brought so, to you by Pfizer. Right. So that that takes care of two of my things. The oh, third boy. one is that fraud vitiates all contracts. You know, I wanted to talk about that because it came up in the chat and I like that. Um, clarify that and tell us what that means. Please. Okay. So, so if you and I are playing a game of Monopoly, mm -hmm. the three of us have sat down, we're playing a game of Monopoly and let's say I'm the banker. And um, every time everybody goes around the board, um, you know how you pass go, you get 200 bucks. And I pass go and I, I put 400 in my pocket. And, and this happens a couple of times. And finally, Outcast, who's very polite and doesn't really want to cause a big row, he, he looks over at me and he says, I saw you put that 400 bucks in your pocket. Oh, no, no. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, no. Here, count the money. But I leave out the 400 bucks, right? Well, pretty soon, because Outcast has mentioned it, now Jesse's right on the, he's right there. And he goes, ah, uh -huh, yep, so you cheated. You cheated. The, the game is done. You cheated. Fraud is a cheat. And it nullifies all contracts. So that Organic Act of 1871 was a complete fraud. Fraud nullifies the contract. This Declaration of Independence and U.S. Constitution is a contract between we the people and the people that we put in government. And if they cheat around on us, it nullifies the contract. The contract is null and void between us. We are still the people, but now we are depending on the Uniform Code of Military Justice. Yeah, we're back to that. Yeah. So fraud oh, wow. nullifies all contracts because otherwise, what do you have? You got nothing. You, you can't have a contract if one side's going to cheat all the time. See, that's that's the reason the Cabal and the Kazarian Mafia have gotten away with this shit for so long. Because they own the courts. Yeah, and they, they can say not only that, but they make the, the ones, rules. You know, and they're the ones doing all the cheating. Yep. And they're changing it. It's like uh I'm glad you said that because that reminds me of like a sports thing. Say uh basketball, for example. You're out there, you're playing. You're playing in their court on their home field. The ref is playing by their rules. You don't know the rules. They can change the rules when they want. You don't know when they're changing them. You're just trying yeah. to get, get your hand on that ball, but you can't because the rules are being changed so much. It's just all over the place. But the thing is, like you said, Dr. Robin, this whole thing is set up on a basis of fraud. It's pieces yeah. of paper. It's, it, it, it's a fraudulent piece of paper game that yeah. we are just believing if we did not believe this stuff, it came up in the chat somewhere, said uh, somebody said something like, okay, how do we tell all the people? Uh, or what if all the people find out? What does it say here? Um, what happens if the masses should learn of this? 
Um, should the average person know this stuff? Well, the masses are learning this. That's, that's exactly what's that's, going on. That's part of the fear that the cabal and the Kazarian mafia have. They're now being exposed to the sunlight. Yeah. Because wh what have we been seeing for the last uh, four or five years? We've seen earthquakes everywhere. What about that earthquake a um, couple of weeks ago in Turkey? Did you see yep. the um, the great big cavities in the earth yep. that looked like the earth had spread apart? What if that wasn't the earth spreading apart? What if that was deep underground military bases collapsing? Dumbs, yep, being exploded. There was one Dumbs. today, too. There was one today in Turkey yep. and Syria. Exact so, same spot. So, yep. So I so all over the world, and I watch Dutch Sense on YouTube. Yeah, he's, he's good. A, he's good. He does the earthquakes. I I really like that. And um, these earthquakes are happening at really strange depths. You yeah, know, deeper like than consistently, usual. Right. Consistently, the same depth all around the world. So here's what I think. I think the White Hats are taking out all these dumbs. The cabal has nowhere to run. Where are they going to run? But unless they can leave Earth on a spaceship, they're screwed. They have no place to go. They have no place to run. There's no place to hide. There's nowhere that they can escape the justice of we the people of Earth. Because it's not so much we the people of the United States anymore. It's we, the people of Earth, who have been screwed by these people for thousands of years. Yeah, and I, I contend, and we're gonna I see we're gonna see retribution and justice coming from on high. Um, our regular listeners have heard us talk about this before, and I, I'm kind of stealing this a bit from um, uh, Dr. Laura Sanger. But in the Garden of Eden, the word "deceive" comes from the Hebrew word "nasha," uh, and "nasha" in the Collins Concordance translates as "to lend on interest, become a lender." And usury. So, so what you know, where we take that is when the when Adam and Eve gave up their dominion of the earth to this foreign entity in exchange for godlike knowledge, they they utterly enslaved humanity uh, through debt. But it was Does based on a lie, you? right? It's a deception. It was a fraud a from the beginning. Yes. Now, what is the the ultimate contract is between who? Get us right. and God. Right. Yes. Right. And God's going to make good on his part of the contract. Mm -hmm. We're making good on ours. I've been watching the um, revivals go on. It started at Asbury. It used to be Asbury College, yep. um, but it started at Asbury University, and it is now spreading across the nation and across the world. What happens when God's people turn back to him and leave the cabal and the Kazarian mafia in the dust and remind God and remind ourselves of the contract that we have with God. Funny you should say that because the beginning of the show, we did a whole story on it. Uh, Outcast has somebody there at Asbury. Um, well, my, my pastor, my pastor, pastor went to college there yep. and then he came back that. and did a whole presentation. Oh, did, yeah, it okay. was pretty neat. Oh, you heard us? Okay. <laughs> I heard, I, yeah, I was, I was peeking. All right, good. Yeah. So, you know, I seriously, I look, did, did, did either one of you see the movie, The Mummy? Yeah, we've seen it. Okay. Do you remember that part in The Mummy um, where the, the big sandstorm comes up and it gets higher and higher and higher? And then out of the middle of the sandstorm is the face of the mummy and you hear this raw. Yeah, raw. That's what we're about to face. Yeah. 
time to prepare. The yeah, time it's to prepare. Gonna, it's going to be huge, and it's going to look ugly and nasty, and it's going to be that point in our whole human history when all of mankind is standing there thoroughly shocked to the core of the evil that they see coming at them and the and Oh, ooh, I don't know where she went. We lost her. Yeah, we Yeah, maybe she'll pop back in. I don't know what happened. Maybe they hit a button or um she she's back. Here we go. Hold on. Hold on one second. Go. Yep, you're Did back. You get me? Yeah, you're back in. I don't know where you, you you flew away. I think Ra got you, but you're back now. No, I'm here. <laughs> but we're 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 going to we're going to remember who we are. We're going to remember that we were created by a loving God. And we're going to remember as we plant our feet and set our shoulders and hold on for dear life that we're holding on to God. Yep. And each other. And that great big Demon is just going to fall aside. It's just going to melt away. It's going to completely collapse because the lie is going to be exposed. And we're all going to be standing there looking at each other going, wow, that looked really scary, didn't it? People are going to go, yeah, but there wasn't anything to it. It was all a lie to begin with. It's like the Wizard of Oz, the man behind the curtain. Well, and then and it. And then Asbury proves, in, in my mind, you've got a generation of young people raised, I, I don't want to make gro- gross generalizations, but raised with virtually nothing at all, spiritually, yeah. hungry, hungry for spirituality. And as they make the, the environment more and more scary, it doesn't, there's nothing endearing to fear. So what do they do? They run the running to God. So everything yeah. is working counterintuitive to what their scare event is, is designed yeah. to do, which is subjugate us, right? And, right. and the subjugation is being negated for God's love. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Love conquers all. Right. Amen. And I see, I see Ivan Ellis said the kiss stopped the sandstorm. That's right. Yeah. And yeah, that, that, I was, I saw that too. And I was kind of, that kind of spurred my, my love thing too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's good. So I think, I think things, things are going to keep looking scary. We're going to keep seeing the sabotage all over the country, all over the world, but probably mostly here. Um, and so I think I would counsel to be not afraid. Lean on God. Remember who you are. You are a child of the most high. Amen there. Amen. Just, you know, you know, I think that's start acting like it. Exactly. And, and remember, I mean, <laughs> What a way to bring it and 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 leave us with a silver lining like that, uh, Doctor Robin. It's um, we have to remember that these people, again, they they rule us by what they write down on paper. You know what? What paper? You burn this paper, okay? Yeah. Be be the man, be the woman on the land. You have to start mm-hmm. thinking in those things. You have to get off of their programming. There was just so much here that you brought to us, and you know I'm gonna have. <sighs> We we have uh, case or um, Chris Ann Hall and J C Hall on here a lot talking about the Constitution and all this stuff. Um, I've got a lot of stuff to ask them. You know about about everything that I heard here. Um, you, you, that's one thing. Another thing too is uh, you, you talked about the Nuremberg thing. Um, that I want to go in deep into the Nuremberg stuff too because what I've been hearing about the Nuremberg and this comes from Doctor Sean Brooks that we have on all the time. The, the story that we're getting on the, the Nuremberg that happened back then, 
that's even a false built on a false narrative too. Uh, there's a lot I that I've heard that as well. Yeah. I, I, I need to get, we need to get into this stuff. People. That's why we're yeah. here. That's why we're here. Cause we're going to get into this stuff. And, um, but I know, you know, the, the heartfelt meaning what you meant there, uh, when you talked about Nuremberg too, um, yeah, whatever the hell that, you know, we're thinking of the Nuremberg, we, we know what that meant is to get rid of these people, but we actually brought those people here too. Oh, I know. And we created yeah. NASA Operation going nowhere. Yeah. Going nowhere. Uh, since 1958. So NASA yeah. is not a, NASA is not a space agency. So uh, you guys, <laughs> this there's is deep. so many lies out there. It's yeah. tough to pick which one to focus in on. You see um, that right there behind me? Yes. They lied to us. That's what that says back there. My, and my favorite saying comes from Cliff High, who says they lie about everything. Mm-hmm. Stop believing them. Yeah. Um, there's- you know, Satan is the master of lies. And why should we, why should it surprise us that, his that that the children of darkness would turn to lies and lie and lie and lie and commit fraud and cheat and steal and my god that's 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 all they know how to do but that's almost over and they are almost done and yeah it's going to be a little scary i say hold on grab your bibles remember who you are and know that it's it it's not going to last forever i think we're I think we're getting close to the end. I think. Okay. Grab a hold of this, your Bible there. Yep. Yeah. I got it right here. <laughs> yeah. So, um, no, I mean, I, 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 I pray you're right. Um, Me too. I, I, I sense it too. Uh, something's going on. I mean, it, 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 it does seem like they are scrambling like never before, which isn't usually a sign of a victor. No. Um, I think one of the things that they might have in their back pocket is they've always had a leg up on technology on us. So when they give us our cell phones, which seem pretty miraculous to us at times in the technology that they contain, uh, they are 50 years ahead of that. And that's another thing that they'll probably try to roll out on us at some point is they're going to try to subjugate us through technology. Uh, but that's not how winners act. It's not how you they know that they don't have the hearts, and the minds of the people. They know the people know that they that the elections are rigged. We we're waking up to everything. All right. their illusions are crumbling. So right. then that's when they're trying to put the shackles on faster. But the faster they try to put the shackles on, the more asberries you have. See, it's just this vicious cycle between human freedom and 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 human sovereignty and their relationship with God and what yeah. they want to do to us, which is none of the, it has nothing to do with any of that. Right. Um, I, I think it's important also to remember in, in closing, as we think about this stuff, they are trying to fulfill uh, what Nimrod and the Babylonians were trying to accomplish. Yeah. And once you recognize biblically what that was, then you can see how they behave and you go, ah, that isn't progress. That that's regress. They want a, a one world government, a one world religion, and a one world language to subjugate humanity while they defy God. That's the Babylonian um, principles, and that's what the cabal is currently trying to push on humanity. Uh, once you can recognize that, then you're you're more apt to just go, I'm not listening. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not getting in yeah. line for that. Yeah. The, I don't know. Does that have Does that have value to the conversation? I'm, I'm sorry. Yes. I was on a rant. I I think that. I think the thing that we all could do in concert would be just to stand and laugh at them. Yep. Just laugh at them. Like I always say, laugh at them, ignore them for your right to live free. Mm -hmm. Yep. Just laugh at them and go about your daily business, whatever it is that you need to handle and take care of and, and live your life. And, um, I'm, 
I, I think that sometimes these um, Kabbalist and Kazarian, Kazarian mafia people forget how the whole book ends. Hmm. How's the book yeah. end? God wins. Or, or saying the same thing slightly different, they are always trying to fight prophecy. That's from the beginning, from the Garden of Eden, when God said to the serpent, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. The seed of the woman will crush your head and you will bruise his heel. Genesis uh, 3.15. Uh So then from that point on, they've been in a race to try to thwart prophecy, but they cannot. Yeah. No. They can't. And man, that just... There's so much, you guys. We're not we're not covering it all because we can shoot down to CERN now. We can we can go all over the place, but we I have don't to know stop. How we can cover all of it. Well, listen, you yes. guys. Thank you so much for having me back. I really appreciate it. I well, I know that I have made mistakes in my research, and so um, for your audience, I very kindly ask that you set me straight wherever I've made an error. Um, please feel welcome to find me at Marshall University and email me. Um, to, to set me on the straight and narrow, I would greatly appreciate extra eyeballs in the research area. And um, thanks so much. I really appreciate you letting me um, speak out tonight and maybe push the ball down the road a little bit more. Okay. Well, uh, just real quick, I want to say uh, that tone that you just took is really refreshing because you come from a place of uh, learnedness and intellect, but it's, but it's also uh, clothed in humility. And uh, that shows a lot of wisdom on your part. So we thank you. You you are far more degreed than Jesse and I. Uh, you're you're gracious and patient as you teach us, but you are also admitting that you might not know everything. And you know, you think about the wizards of smart out there that just think sit on their high horse and pretend that they know everything. Yeah. So you you are a breath of fresh air. Thank you for that that tone. I fell off my horse a long time ago. Out <laughs> Well, Amen. excellent. Excellent, uh, Dr. Robin. I, again, thank you for being here and presenting us with the seven, uh, 1871 Organic Act. Organic Act. I know that um, it, it was deep. It, it, it's going to be tough for a lot of people to hear, but you brought it. You brought the heat. You brought it well. And I can't wait to line up uh, the next one because I know there's uh, we left a lot of nuggets on the table here, right? A lot of gold for was sure still that. on the table, and we're going to pick those up. We'll put them together in the next show. And um, I'll stay in touch. And, 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 you know, look, we're growing. We have six here. And over here on Rumble, we have, uh, well, I saw 10 earlier. And uh, awesome. so for, for us, this is our, like, what, third live show. So I, I'm, I'm feeling great. And uh, I just want to say thank you for coming here. You're making, uh, you're making us feel a lot better. And you're helping us grow the show. And, and I want to thank you. And um, we're going to send everybody to your website, link-sync.com. And uh, check her out at Marshall University, guys. Go check her out and send her emails. She loves that. She responds to me all the time with all my my crazy stuff. Thank you so much, you guys. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you. Stay dangerous. We love you. Always. Okay. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, Outcast, she's done it again. Yeah. What do you think of that? She's a spitfire. Oh, that's awesome. I like her. Um, I couldn't ask for anything more. I mean, I knew it was going to be a full show tonight. Uh, I got to get rid of these graphics here. I knew that was going to be a full, great appearance. I mean, she's been doing her homework. And, um, you know, I'm glad she decided to bring it bring it to us here tonight um, because I know it's going to get a lot of people thinking. You know, it's going to get a lot of people uh, head spinning first, right? And um, well, it, research, you know, research. people to do their own research. Yeah. Exactly. Start looking into it for themselves and see what they come up with. 
Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, there, I still have some more questions. I mean, I, there's a lot of that stuff that I, that I, I remember hearing, right. That there's a lot of that stuff that I, I, I think I've talked about in the past. Um, very little bit to some people, some of my friends from a while ago, uh, padlock is one of them. Um, but I didn't have answers. You know, I just had questions at that time. And, you know, still, I, I don't have all the answers. Obviously, we don't. That's why we keep doing what we're doing. But I think this process of asking questions in a in a public setting like we're doing uh, is doing something out there. OK, um, and it's not just us doing it. There's a, there's plenty of these shows out there doing it. But I think uh, th- there's something going on. Between this transaction between you and me and, and her and our you know our guests and the audience, there's an energy there uh, that I don't feel when I'm out doing other things. There's an energy here between what's happening here. I don't know how to explain it, brother, but um, but I, I think you feel it too. You sure. know, uh, yeah. I you know uh, the you know the part the the, the I want to say. It's a refreshing feeling, but I will say, and I, I'm sure our listeners feel exactly the same of what I'm going to say. When we, um, the more we learn, the more we, we realize we don't understand. Now, yes. I still prefer to be in this position than to be, I hate to be so derogative, but for the fun of it, I'm going to be derogative. Brain dead normies, like the people who I'm realizing as I talk to people that are still asleep, they've chosen to be asleep. Um, yeah. I'd rather be awake. A little bit concerned and stressed, but also being led to the, back to the Lord for my comfort, my strength, and my and my you know my encouragement, um, than to be just watching the Grammys and thinking this is life and I need to dress like that and I need to do this and I no no you're I mean so um, you know it's I don't want to say it's frustrating but it is a challenge because the more we learn and we know more than the average bear we still don't as far as what. The big scheme of things is, I think we'll be shocked to find out the truth when yeah. we die someday. And I don't even know then if we're going to know everything. But ah, for I sure. Didn't you, off, sorry. It, no, you didn't cut me off, man. It, it makes sense. And uh, yeah, we're all we're all praying for that, you know. And 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 this kind of content here, boy, that really gets you thinking, you know. And I'm going to have to listen to this again. Obviously, going to have to hear this oh, and, yeah. and write some things down. Um, I've got to pull some clips from this and make those shorts. You know, I've been making those shorts for social media. There's a lot yeah. in here, and I'm going to need help from you, <laughs> Outcast, and you guys out there in the audience. If there's a, a certain spot in any of these shows that we've talked to, uh, talked in the past and done the past, if there's something there that we said, you know, in a one, two minute little uh, segment, just tell me what show it is and what where I can find it, what number I can find it at, because I need help I'll doing try. that. Um, I'll try. Because the I'm, ones I'm that a, I've been I'm doing. Yeah, I'm reading K Dub's comment down here. I'm cracking up. Yeah, he's exhausted. He's on the edge of his seat. Uh, his seat is imprinted to my derriere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously, uh, K Dub, I, I feel you, brother. Um, you know, she had, uh, or I'm, um, Genjo, uh, part of our chat room. She had been sending me text messages tonight, and um, it's because, uh, she confirmed we are live. We've been live the whole time. Also over on uh, Rumble. And I, I, she, she screenshotted me a few of these chat chatters messages here. Um, and for some reason, and that's another learning curve thing here. Uh, I'm going to have to figure out how I can see the chats here. Now I want to, you know what, check this out. I can do this. So rumble people, if you're still with me, check this out. I'm going to do a screen share of what I see. All right. Uh, let's see. Captured America. So this is what I'm seeing over here. So here we go up on the screen. The, uh, 
I don't know if it's going to give you double vision or whatever, but you see this right there. If I click on that, then maybe I should, because I want to, but I think we're going to get a really bad echo. If I do, I'll stop it. But um, you see over here on the side, it says live chat. The chat box is right there. You see it? Okay. But there's nothing in there that I can see for some reason, because I'm probably because I'm not playing. If I push play on this, it's probably going to give us a bad echo. But before I do, I want to read this. So this came from uh, from the live chat over there on, on Rumble earlier. Uh, C.R. Allen says, I can hear you. Thank you for all that you do. Jenjo, uh, she says, yes, Rumble is working. Uh, uh, Ionic Mike, Magic Mike, Monster Mike, right? He says, yes, Jesse, it's working. So um, uh, let me see. Uh, Ionic Mike, he also said something very violent is going going off very soon. So he's obviously he's feeling something in his bones right there, Outcast. Um, it seems like he's feeling something that's scary too. And you know we all get this gut feeling stuff. Um, but yeah. all right, should I push play and see what happens here? Um, if I do, do on this on this Rumble thing, I, I can I can shut it. Yeah, I need to do it in a different screen. Yeah, I did. I eh, I'll figure that out later. Um, all right, here we go. Let's try to push play. And if it goes crazy, I'm going to just mute it, uh, or shut it off and I'll come right back to this. <clears throat> it's probably going to make my computer freak out. Boy, <laughs> here we go. It's trying to load it in a different screen. Yeah, I did. I, okay. Yeah, I'll figure that out later. All right. I muted it. Can you hear me out, Cass? I can hear you now. All right. Yeah, I heard that it was a cr crazy delay or something. Okay. So on. nine are watching over there right now. Um, and, and it's, I'm looking at it live. Uh, so I'm watching us. I'm going to stop sharing that right now. And if somebody wants to chat something right now, now that I'm watching, go ahead and do that. There, it's back to us again. Let me take this down. <sighs> All right. So listen, we, it was a long show, right? We, we covered a lot of stuff. Uh, let me bring this chat down. Sorry about that. You guys, I'm highlighting something and it doesn't need to be highlighted anymore because we answered it. So Awesome to everybody that was helping us out tonight in, in, in both chat rooms, in all chat rooms, the D Live, the Twitch, and the Rumble. So um, I'm still looking over here in the, oh, there's two, we have 12 watching over there on uh, Rumble now. So hi to all you Rumble people. You guys, uh, you know, we're new over here to you guys as far as uh, being live. I just want to say uh, thanks for being there for us. You know, hit that like button. We need that. Get, there's three likes on there right now, and there's 12 watching. There should be 12 likes on this thing. And give it, give it, give us a share too. Hit that share button down below. If that uh, like count goes up, we're really going to be able to reach uh, more people on wherever you're watching, whether it's Rumble or D Live or Twitch. Um, so thank you guys for 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 doing that stuff. And um, I, I, you know, there's just so much we can uh, see in the future to do. Um, let me see. I got a message here that says I still can't find the like button on Twitch. So yeah, maybe there's not a like button on Twitch. Whatever, share it. That you click it and share it. So, um, somebody says, uh, fire Doug. Oh my God. You got to hear the show. Unreal. Amazing. So, well, thanks you guys. Uh, you know, at the end there outcast, she said something about laugh at them. Right. What was that? Mm -hmm. Uh, well, yeah, just stand and laugh at them. Don't that's, that's going to make them crumble. Yeah. That'll, that'll make that moment when they, they turn to dust and blow away. There is something that I have, well, this is one of my, you know, dangerous info bumpers here. Let's let's hear what what this is all about. If I'm playing the right one, it's going to match into the show really well. Um, hopefully, the people in the in the live stream can hear this. The technocratic elite 
the unelected bureaucracy, the mainstream media, infringing on your God-given rights and liberties for the benefit of themselves. Find them, expose them, laugh at them for your right to live free. You're listening to the Dangerous Info Podcast with Jesse James. Yes, you hear that? Exactly what we need to do. That's that's the amazing voice of Jen Joe right there. She's the, the voice of the Dangerous Info Podcast, and yes. uh, you can find her and all of our other friends over on our chat room. So you guys in the Gilded, so um, the people and the new people over on Rumble, we have a chat room uh, on Gilded. It's the Dangerous Info chat room, so please join. Uh, there's a ton of stuff over there going on, even when we're not on it. Uh, when we're doing the show, there's like even tonight, there's everybody's in there, you know, talking, having a good time. There's all kinds of different threads. Um, you know, people are in there talking, sharing stuff. Uh, what, what do we have in there? Outcast, we have recipes, we have homesteading, we have survival stuff. Uh, we have uh, banking, gold and silver. We, we haven't done ba- uh, gold and silver in a long time. But you guys, look, we have gold and silver. We, we, we you know, we have uh, gold and silver sponsors, uh, a sponsor, uh, American Coin and Jewelry. Uh, everything is there on our description. So yeah, I encourage you guys go check it all out, um, at the end of the show and, you know, leave us some comments, leave us some, uh, emails. Our new e- email address is dangerous podcast at protonmail.com. Send us an email. Uh, just like, uh, Dr. Robin said, send her an email. Well, send us one too. Let us know how we're doing. Um, so let us know where you're from, you know, in the chat as we're getting ready here tonight, shout out your state. Uh, and with that outcast, what, um, I, as we always do, I want you to give the people, uh, something positive, something that they can take into the week as they go along. Cause I know this is a crazy ass place that we're in. Um, but what can the people take into the week, uh, to feel, I don't know, more positive or more energetic, more energized to take on all this nonsense that's coming at them. Well, <clears throat> first of all, I want to say that, uh, I never come into this prepared, I'm busy working, doing my job. And I just, um, I don't, I don't like do a lot of show prep. I said this last week, I'm going to say it again. So glory to God and the Holy Spirit for pointing things out to me in the Bible. And they just jump out at me. I'm going to read actually three different scriptures. I, I apologize. I don't want to be lengthy, but I'm seeing kind of interesting correlations. This first one comes from um, Colossians 2, uh, starting with verse 8. And this made me think of, our topic tonight where we were talking about like the legalities of this that has seized our freedom from us. Okay. Now I'm going to bring it into a a Christian context. Uh, So once again, Colossians 2, 8, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than on Christ. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. So, if you're not, <laughs> I'm begging you, we're running short on time. You need to connect with God. Submit yourself to Christ. Take in that Holy Spirit, which is a free gift, which transforms the thinking of your heart and mind, and that's when you become part of the body of Christ. It's going, It's that thinking that is going to help you navigate your— because like we said on the show before, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. We've been sent here— predestined to be here now to navigate through this satanic crap storm. We need to be connected in order to navigate that storm and to recognize the trickeries of the world. I'm going to read that again. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than on Christ. Chew on that for a second. Awesome. I'm going to go over here to 
uh, Philippians 1, uh, starting with, uh, do, 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 I'm sorry, like verse, why am I, oh, 14. Now, this is Paul speaking in prison. Because of my chains, most of the brothers in the Lord have been encouraged to speak the word of God more courageously and fearlessly. The correlation I see with tonight's topic is, as they try to enslave us, kids are filling, not just kids, people from all the world are filling Asbury College to worship and praise God. Yep. Because of our chains, we're speaking out more boldly, okay? Did you guys, you digging that, Jesse? Amen, yeah, that, yeah. All right. Now, this one is an oldie but goodie. Everybody goes back to this, but I think it's worth reading again. It just keeps jumping out at me this whole episode. Uh, this comes from Ephesians 6, 10. It's well known, but I'm going to hit it again because it's so awesome. Finally, be strong in the Lord and his might, mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after after you have done everything to stand, uh, stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist and the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Awesome. Amen to that. I'm telling That's you That's powerful right there. Feeling, yeah. It is powerful. When you're alone after this episode, tomorrow, whenever, just pick up the Bible, please. We're running out of time. We can't be shy anymore. Um, I, I bet I've been a fence rider my whole life. So here you are, Ephesians 6, 10. Go read it again and be encouraged because... We have to navigate this battle, and uh, they're coming at us, as we can see from every angle. They're creating chaos and fire and confusion, and, and, and I mean, it's it's ugly out there. But I find myself strangely at peace a lot lately, and I'm sure you do too, Jesse. Yeah, in, in, the, in this, in, in this uh, violent, calamitous kind of uh, world that we're in, this time that we're in right now, you can find that peace, man. I do. Um, knowing that... You know, I, I, I fear no man, and all the strength comes from the man above. You know, that's Amen. that's where it's all at to me. It's like, um, yeah, you know, that the, the, the TV can't hurt me anymore. You know, the the uh, the <laughs> satanic cabal stuff they can't they can't hurt me anymore mentally. Sure, they can kill me, whatever, but God is strong with me, right? Yeah, I I, I sense that fearlessness for death as as well, and if I have to be martyred. Uh, for my faith, so be it, because I am so convinced of how completely evil this this realm of existence is and and my spiritual condition that um they can't hurt me and i'm I'm all in for god i can't i can't I don't know how people who don't have God are doing it right now they've got to be just ready on the brink of nervous breakdown, yeah, well, you see right there what uh, fire Doug says he says, I suggest starting every day with God's word, it sets the tone and yeah. attitude to every uh, or to have that armor that you just read about. So yeah, perfect. Thank you, uh, thank Amen, you, Fire Doug. Amen to that. So, well, brother, this is our biggest live stream that we've done so far, and uh, it's just getting bigger every every week. Uh, I just saw that we had fourteen 
uh, on Rumble watching. And uh, right now over here on Twitch, uh, we have seven. Uh, so you add that up and the magic comes out to 21, I guess. <laughs> That's a high for us. And I appreciate you guys for doing everything you're doing. And, uh, you know, everybody, uh, you know, we got another week coming and, and we can get through this. We can get through all this madness. There's a lot of it coming. You see the, the 4 a.m. talking points. They like to scare us. They like to put us in all these circles. Uh, in these boxes, right? Nobody puts baby in the corner. Nobody puts the dangerous info patriots in the corner. That's what I'm saying. All right. Don't let them do that to you guys. All right. Wake up to what they're trying to do. And I know most of you guys already do, but help out your fellow normie. All right. Help your fellow normie out. Find us to help them get along. Uh, you know, the, the words that you're trying to tell them, we can help you get along with that. All right. So I want to say thanks to our Red. guests. What? And red pill your plumber. <laughs> red pill your plumber and your drywall guy. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thanks to our uh, our guest tonight, our special guest, Dr. Robin McCutcheon. Go check her out. All right, Marshall University. Go look for her. Look her up. Uh, also, thanks to you, Outcast, for bringing the heat again, once again, on the Dangerous Info uh, Patriots show. Right? And also, thanks to you guys in the Dangerous Info chat, our, chat, our private chat room. I want you guys to go over there and have fun with them because... You know, we're not going to see you for another week. So what we'll see you in the chat room. If you guys want to get in there, send us a message there. Have fun and meet some of the regulars, the OGs. We have OGs over there now. <laughs> That's, isn't that cool? Uh, K-Dub, Genjo, Patriot M, uh, Jack Pine Savage, Music Lover, uh, uh, Florida Girl. Uh, who else? Come on. Uh, there, there's a bunch of people, but uh, I know I'm forgetting some. I'm going to tick them off. Um, and drop your dangerous memes. We love, yeah. we love your good memes. Exactly. Drop those memes. So excellent, everybody. Uh, thanks again for listening to the show. I am Jesse James, and he is Outcast. And you guys remember, if you go as you go through the week, remember to be bold. Be bold. Stay alert and don't fall for the government media complex. It's coming at you at every level, all right? Take that with you and be strong. There are solutions to all this stuff, all right? It's up to you guys to act on those solution ideas. And listen up. We remember this. We want you to remember this. We love you guys. Stay dangerous, my Patriot friends. Stay dangerous. The word smart, right? Remember when smart came along? Smart car, smart mm -hmm. phone, smart meter, smart watch, smart everything. People, you yep. know, I, I I knew right away when I first heard it, um, it was, you know, SM, S-M-A-R-T. People just think it's smart, like intelligent. It's not, okay? Smart, what it stands for, it's an acronym. Self-monitoring analysis and reporting technology. SMART. I had no idea. I'm going to repeat that again. Self-monitoring analysis and reporting technology. Okay. Wow. What this is.